Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape. Then where the pod? <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Star Wars Escape Pod. We got the final commentary track on our chronological list of uh, commentaries and uh, we have Blake and Ray joining us in the escape pod today for that so uh, episode 9 The Rise of Skywalker didn't come out that long ago uh, also a controversial film uh, not like The Last Jedi was but still uh, disliked by many and uh, you know you can you can look at the evidence on Rotten Tomatoes if you so wish or uh, or uh, many complaints on Twitter but uh, you know what we're not gonna we're not gonna um, intentionally be very toxic about this movie but we will be critical so just a disclaimer there and uh, we'll see you in a second Another happy landing. Luck has files and attack positions. Have you ever wanted to re-experience classic radio once again? Well, the all-time radio comedy Time Machine and the SDR all-time radio podcasts are there for you across the internet to do just that. With the classic Jack Benny series and the CBS Radio Mysteries, we're here to bring classic radio to life. So search us up and enjoy the rest of the show. What you brought me today is worth... Mm. One quarter portion. I got a bad feeling about this. All right, thanks again to our partnership uh, with the Old Time Radio podcast uh, through uh, through Audrey. Actually, we uh, we made an account on there. It's a fantastic place for podcasters to uh, just sign up and uh, find other shows that uh, might have similar topics in mind, or even if not then uh, you can still exchange some uh, some promotionals and, uh, you know, just kind of word of mouth agreements that we're going to play them for X amount of episodes. And uh, this is actually the last episode that we're going to hear that particular promotional. So uh, be sure to check out those shows. And, uh, you know, thanks again to to uh, to them for uh, doing a, a partnership with us uh, as we finish off our commentary series. So uh, let's get right into the show now that that's uh, taken care of. So uh, welcome back, Reed and Blake to Star Wars Escape Pod. Always great to have you guys back. Hey, man. Good to be here. Have you back. It's the, uh, the last one. So it's going to be cool to wrap up this series. Yeah, man. Yeah. Super pumped. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this movie, we're going to get into it really quickly, but uh, this movie is uh, it was done by J.J. Abrams, who came back after the Duel of Fates was cancelled, which is the official title of Episode 9 that would have been delivered by Colin Trevorrow. And uh, concept artwork is uh, in the the uh, the art of the Rise of Skywalker book, as well as leaked out online. Uh, I think it was a month or two after the, uh, the Rise of Skywalker had uh, been released in theaters. And Colin Trevorrow himself actually confirmed some of this stuff. 
and uh, including an outline of a script that was supposedly leaked online. So uh, a lot of a lot of conversation to happen after if we if we end up having time. But uh, but it, it is worth noting that this movie that we ended up seeing is a very similar situation uh, to The Force Awakens, where we could have had uh, an alternative episode seven with George's outline and instead got the one that J.J. Abrams did. And once again, J.J. Abrams coming back in and delivering the alternative movie that we that we get as opposed to what we what we could have had. So uh, we'll have an interesting talk about that. But um, it might come up a few times as we watch the film uh, in case any of you guys have read that outline out there. It's, it's not going to go un, un, uh, acknowledged. Uh, but uh, I don't know. What did you guys think about this movie when you walked out of the theater? You know, I would say it was – I actually liked it a little better than I was expecting it to be because at the end of The Last Jedi, I felt like there was nothing left for them to do. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know how they were going to make a movie. <laughs> like, the, the big bad is like gone. Like the resistance has practically nobody left. Uh, Ray seems like she's basically competent enough to be at least a Jedi Knight. So – I was I was just lost at where they were going to go with it, and uh, <laughs> as we learned, they they pulled some villains out of a hat and brought them in for this movie. And all things considered, I actually thought you know for what they had, it actually wasn't too bad. That being said, if they had a proper story that went through all three films, I think it would have been significantly better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. When I uh, like leading up to this movie, I was so disappointed with the last one. My bar was pretty low. So it wasn't hard. Yeah, to that's like, more or less what I'm saying too. <laughs> like, honestly, I just at this point I just didn't care. Like when they said like Darth Sidious was coming back or whatever, yeah. I just it pretty much just like shrugged my shoulders. I was like, all right, like they could do a lot worse to me at this point. It's I, true. Like <laughs> it was like it was an okay-ish movie like like you were saying it was kind of disappointing that there wasn't a whole lot of like consistency with the rest of the the uh like the other three movies basically they were just kind of like you know just forget about those other movies we made (laughs) it it, it didn't feel like a band-aid ending i will say that yeah it had some cool stuff going for it but it it didn't feel like it like it doesn't really feel like it's a trilogy. It just feels like there's three movies. Yeah, like, because yeah. in the last movie, you know, they added in, like, Rose and, like, kind of as a significant <laughs> character and stuff like that. Yeah. And in this movie, they just, like, put it in the background. The side, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I think this really comes from the issue of the, the baton-passing handoff system that they went with for these movies. Because that's... Basically, that's exactly what happened at, in the last movie, right? In um, the last Jedi, because Ryan Johnson didn't want to play with JJ's characters, so he put them to the side. Really, I mean, look what happened to uh, like Finn. It was this cool, like badass stormtrooper, and then became like this weird side character that didn't really do anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Ryan Johnson finishes, and it goes back to JJ, and he takes all of Ryan Johnson's toys and puts them off to the side, and he plays with his toys again. Yeah. 
it's a it's a weird back and forth with those with those films and uh it's it's apparent when you watch it through the story as well it's just like okay the plot's going this direction now it's going that direction and <laughs> yeah. back again and um and like you said i think like the best way to put this movie is it's a huge band-aid to yeah. not only kind of make the sequels <laughs> relevant at all but it's Dude. also to try and at least make sense of them in the context of a of an already existing six movie saga so yeah. like it's 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 a really tough thing to do when when they're making this movie and uh and i mean i don't honestly like i i think the last jedi when it came out it was it upset a lot of people yeah, um, but I think the main thing is like it's just at that point it's just too late, right? It's out, <laughs> and yeah. now having well, seen mean, the rise of Skywalker, we we've now seen a movie that does its best to try and repair things in a way that ignores things as well, right? Yeah, it's but true. on the on the other hand, uh, we had the potential for a true sequel to the rise of Skywalker to the Last Jedi. Sorry. Uh, which uh, would have been done by Colin Trevorrow, and and uh, did you uh, did you guys take a look at the, that stuff at all um, in the details? Uh, I looked at a bunch of the leaked artwork, but I haven't actually read the script stuff yet. Yeah, um, <clears throat> so I don't want to get into into too much detail, but uh, basically, it really took the idea of where the Last Jedi left off, and it ran with it. Like it, okay. it was so Colin Trevorrow and, and Ryan Johnson, I think, worked in collaboration a lot more mm. than the last minute JJ comes in. Boom, I'm making the sequel and yeah. that's it. Right. So I think like there was a lot more elements that The Last Jedi had set up it, that that Duel of Fates would have actually taken over because in and the, I'll just use this as one example. Uh, Luke Skywalker, when he disappears into the force and. You know, mm -hmm. and he, he's like, you know, that's it. And on crate, he's like, see you around, kid. And he just goes away and and he doesn't see him around. Like, you know, like no, Ben doesn't. Solo doesn't see him at all. In fact, in the next movie, he only interacts with Ray and that's it. And that's JJ's movie. But in yeah, the Duel of Fates version, yeah. And in the Duel of Fates version, there was going to be a whole sequence in which case Luke Skywalker would have been coming after Ben Solo and basically like haunting him in the force. That's and, cool. I like that. And it's it's awesome. And it was like really dark and everything. What's and, funny and is there's a comic yeah. where Luke, as a force ghost, does exactly that to Cade Skywalker. And that's it's why like, I liked it because it took that element. Nephew. It took that element of like this fallen kind of greatness. And then it just mm. it just brought that to life basically on screen, even though it's different character. It's just the same idea was there. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it would have pushed Ben Solo further into darkness kind of thing like he would have really truly embraced because snoke is gone now like it really embraced the fact that he killed his master for a purpose and it yeah. wasn't necessarily to Same just rank. take control of the first order and become the supreme leader it was to take control of that to gain power because he that's what he craves he craves more power right uh like the sith would but he isn't a sith so it was a it was a very interesting idea that he just kept wanting more that he and it just kept on digging himself a deeper hole and to the point where uh, he gets a different mask and it ends up getting like welded onto his face because like oh right I'm mentioning this before yeah, yeah some like holocron blows up in his face and stuff like that like those it's very Sith like stuff. very yeah. Sith like it's like it's and it's almost very poetic too in the nature of the prequels because 
um, you know, you have like this guy who wants to be so much and and eventually he just gets what he's asking for. Like he, he he's wearing this helmet, the helmet that Darth Vader got because he was burned to death in episode three and or almost burned to death. Right. And mm. and Ben Solo is just a copycat. He just wants to be cool like his granddaddy, yeah. right? And, and uh, Vader, yeah. yeah, he idolizes him so much that he's willing to go to the depths that he does. And uh, and eventually he gets to that that rocky bottom and it hits home and he does become that thing that he's been looking for, you know. And you know, it's like it's like the saying, like people who look for trouble will find it. So mm. um, I liked the fact that they took his character, they ran with that. And there's a lot of things that just kind of embrace The Last Jedi and made The Last Jedi a better movie because of the way that that movie set up Duel of Fates. And now it makes now this movie, Rise of Skywalker, makes that movie not only is it not liked by a lot of people, but uh, it makes it even less relevant in the context mm. of this entire it like series. Justifies people not liking it. Exactly. It totally justifies people not liking that movie at all. And I think it was a really bad call to just not embrace the fact that that movie had come out um so we're gonna watch this movie now and uh we'll get onto all this stuff as we go along but uh <laughs> yeah, if you guys yeah. are ready i'll start the countdown right well, let's sure it, brother. sounds good cool three two one punch, punch it, it. Plus buffering, Lucasfilm logo on screen. Yeah, I'm waiting for it to like slingshot me into the movie because it always kind of lags and like. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Really quickly halfway through, halfway through <laughs> one of the opening, like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. I got Star Wars on screen. Oh, there we go already. I have a Disney Plus. Oh, I'm in it. <laughs> Blake is Blake is still oh, buffering. There it goes. Definitely felt that lag spike when you joined. <laughs> oh yeah, so, <laughs> funny. So this movie picks up uh, a year after the 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 Last Jedi, and it's you- worth noting that this entire opening paragraph to the whole Palpatine is back thing was uh, a, a sequence of audio that could have been heard if you played Fortnite, and was only exclusively available on on Fortnite. That's really strange. Isn't that weird? They did that with Star Wars Battlefront 2 as well, where they were like, oh yeah, like you would know about the Dreadnought ship in the opening sequence of uh, Last Jedi if you played Star Wars Battlefront 2 and saw this like one small section of the game where yeah. like they happen to mention... It's really plans. weirdly exclusive. I, and, yeah. and here's the thing at about least... that, though. Like, with, with Battlefront 2, at least it's a game you can still buy. With Fortnite, it was like, an ex- it was like a limited edition... Like thing that would just randomly pop Happen. up, I think, and then like and then now string, now of basically. course they're not doing it anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. at least and Battlefront Two, at least that's a Star Wars game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the yeah. and the campaign is actually relevant to the series. Yeah, so. much like, curious. Uh, sorry, not to change topic. I'm really curious what you guys think of the actual title, Rise of Skywalker, because I don't like it. <laughs> it I, no, I don't. I've do with I'm, the movie at all. I see. I I I didn't have any opinion on it. Assuming that the rise of Skywalker meant that Anakin was going to come back, and like, <laughs> but I, I, of course I shouldn't have yeah. assumed that at all, right? But but I mean, yeah. uh, you know, naturally that's what I thought because it's like, okay, the guy's the chosen one. They just brought back the Emperor. There's got to be a really like freaking good reason why they did that because if if there isn't a good reason, they just changed Return of the Jedi forever. It's true. They did, yeah. 
for the worse if they didn't bring him back, right? And sure yeah. enough, they 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 botched it. Yeah. By the way, I love this opening sequence. Yeah. Like, this is how I feel cool. about the franchise at this point. Like Kylo it is, Ren's it is really cool. <laughs> it, it is a it is a good sequence. They actually cut a lot down from the sequence. There used to be a giant frog monster. Oh bummer! I really, uh, I would have wanted to watch a frog oh, monster. I was looking at the leaked Dual Fates images, and there was like a frog monster thing there. Was that it? Uh, no, that must have been. Uh, actually, you maybe maybe. Uh, it was actually a puppet that they uh, a whole animatronic that they made, and they actually have a deleted scene from from this film that uh, ended up using it. And they cut that whole section out because they just wanted to speed it up. Yeah. But see, I don't know why, because this is like the Avengers end game to Star Wars. It's like make a it's three hour movie. Just embrace yeah. the fact it's the last one. Well, people and certainly didn't like The Last it. Jedi was so long. No, but I mean, nobody liked the movie anyway. So like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can see why they didn't like the length of it either. But I mean, like, you know, it's like if they're trying to make a an epic finale to make yeah. everything it's like the last excuse that they could ever bring to the table is oh we just didn't make the movie long enough and ran out of time to do certain things well you know i think jj does that a lot because almost all of his movies i've watched they always feel really rushed yeah it is and oh it's worth noting that planet at the beginning was was mustafar which they didn't mention at mention all, it all? yeah film. like i wish they yeah. had told me that I just totally skipped over that fact because yeah, when did it get like trees? It's it's, it's like a different different part of the planet, and it also has something to do with the uh, the Vader Immortal games. Okay, yeah, because they mentioned that a little bit, but yeah. So, Reed, you played the. Uh... That part that part's pretty crazy, right there. Yeah. But... Um, you played the, the the Vader Immortal trilogy there, um, yeah. uh, Reed. So you, you'll you'll know you know uh, that at the end of that trilogy, after doing all what you do, life is restored to the planet. Oh so, right 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 yeah yeah. So so that is like kind of the spurring first set of trees that are kind of coming out of the ground, I guess. Okay, that's kind of cool then. <laughs> that build up yeah just the cataracts so gross he's got that uh, that elephant disease <laughs> the what disease you know the fungus disease Leprosy? No, it's like it's like Elephant Man, you know. Oh. Never heard of it. Yeah. That destruction looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So- yeah. Visually, this movie. I mean, like even like Last Jedi. Like I loved like the visuals. Like they did such a great job with it and stuff. But it's, it's just, just too bad the, the story wasn't there to go with it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the one thing that doesn't bother me about Palpatine being back is that they did it in the books when he was like, he he was a clone in the books. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. And, and it's the one thing that I've still been kind of like iffy on is because that, that storyline was not my favorite. It was, uh, you're referring to like the, the dark empire one and two, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one where Luke almost turns Sith, which is, it was silly, really but... weird. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of that storyline. Yeah. I mean, for me, like I didn't, it wasn't so much that it bothered me that Palpatine was in this movie. It's just how they did it. I was like, cause they just kind of throw us in out of nowhere. Like, yeah. Oh, Palps is, Palps is back. Uh, here he is, opening scene of the movie, pretty much. Like, here yeah, you go. I agree. That's my, my mm-hmm. issue with it, too. If it kind of alluded up to it through the other two movies, mm-hmm, yeah. that'd be one thing. But just th- it, it, did, it did feel like they just like pulled it out of a hat in the last minute because I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. And it, it kind of annoyed me in this, sorry, slightly different tangent. It kind of annoyed me in this movie how they've like tried to salvage the the new cast basically in this movie like i i didn't mind them in this movie like they were actually like doing stuff together finally whereas before they would spend like most of the movie not even interacting with each other even though well two of the main characters did meet to the end of the second movie yeah and like in the last movie especially with poe and finn like they just flushed them down the toilet so hard like i know that annoyed the crap out of me too yeah like i just didn't I didn't oh, even care at this face. point anymore. Yam that, face. Oh my gosh. Yam well, face was, from Battle yeah, Front. Oh. I, yeah, I call him Yam face because yeah, of his stupid face. <laughs> Dude, Josh gets killed by him so much. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Fun sound, but it's a little bitter. A little bit. Just like yams. Yeah, he's got like two yams like on his face. Just Yeah. <laughs> Don't be so xenophobic, Josh. Yeah, Josh, <laughs> come on, man. No, I'm just, I'm just yamophobic. Yeah. Just yammering away over there. Yep. <laughs> I like the setup of this, like icebergs space station. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah like, this looks so it. good. Like this yeah. is so cool. Like ice tunnels. Yeah. The different like rafters in it. Yeah. This whole movie's uh, color palette is very like blue. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is very blue. I can already notice that the characters are far more confident than they were in the last movie. Yeah. Well, in the last movie, they were babysat for the entire time by other people. <laughs> True. Yeah. Especially Finn. He just feels a lot more confident. Yeah. But, what do you think of this quick jump? To hyperspace. No, uh, yeah. don't have to wait light, for the... Uh, like light speed skipping? Like, yeah. They don't have to wait for the... Uh, what's it called now? The calculations. Yeah, and the fact that they're jumping like in atmosphere. Yeah, yes, and the I, I didn't really like them it the whole much. time. Because I feel like that's always been a big thing in Star Wars. Where if you do that, you're just gonna die because you're gonna drive into a planet. I also think it's very unlikely that every time they jump, they're gonna end up in somewhere that's like that populated. Yeah, yeah, with like too. stuff, you know. Yeah, it was just kind of. It was like it was remind me of when the. Uh, 
the ship or whatever goes to light speed to destroy like the super like dreadnought star destroyer or whatever it was just kind of like really like they've mm. been able to do this the whole time like okay whatever mm. also it's funny that that scene was like luke trying to lift the rock but she's just like showing him up real hard <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> so one thing that's worth mentioning about these scenes is that Leia, all this footage is stuff that was shot from Last Jedi and uh, Force Awakens because at this point, Carrie Fisher was gone, didn't film a single thing for this movie at all. Yeah, um, it's true. And uh, they, they literally made sequences like around her footage. That's interesting. See, they and like, I didn't mind sequence. the training sequences she did in this movie. Like this was like what I had hoped. Was in the last of, one. Yeah, what I had wanted from the last movie was like yeah. actual like interesting stuff like this. Like this is watching this stuff is really cool. But Yep, I agree. And honestly, for the power she has, she needs to show this or else she just becomes a Mary Sue. Yeah. Also, isn't it funny how we went the entire middle movie without seeing that mask? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's just like he kind of got over Vader, and then he's he's back into the fandom again. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. That's what that's the that's the one reason why I liked the second movie was because it it kind of made Ben Solo his own character. Mm. Like it, it took him out of that Vader fanboy club and kind of like he kind of embraced his own ability and and killed Snoke and just kind of became his own man, sort of thing. Yeah, that's true. And uh, and now now he's back to Vader fan club again. Yeah. Was that a piece of dialogue from Empire Strikes Back? Which, like, With, when Mark when Luke me? says uh, when Luke says um, he told me you uh, you killed him. I think they took the last piece of that you killed him and played it in that flashback there. Yeah, hmm, that's cool. I missed it. Yeah. See, I kind of like, I li I like when they have those like flashback sequences like that because like and i think they could have done that like with all more with all three of the movies yeah because because a that's supposed to be a common thing in the forest like they're supposed to see like the past the, and the future and stuff like that all all the time right and yeah. be like I think yeah like it, it i think it <laughs> they could have made that like a much more interesting to way to like pass on like pass the torch on to the new cast and like uh, instead of having to make like the old cast like so front and center, uh, mm. yeah, like, like, I don't know. I know I, I'm still confused why they still haven't used a scene of like like Vader getting the helmet on or anything like that, like from from Sith. Yeah, like, like there's so many those like amazing shots of like the helmet kind of going on his head and stuff. Like why yeah. not use yeah. any of that footage? Like there, there's such great footage. Well, we all know JJ's afraid of the prequels, so there is yeah, that. Yeah, he's got he's got major prequel phobia. 
Oh gosh. It's a crying shame because it doesn't work for a director to like be that selfish when you're making a finale to wrap up nine films. And said just ignore three of them. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just it's just completely bull. Yep. I find it funny that Finn's still wearing his same jacket. He just took the sleeves off. <laughs> yeah, it looks very similar, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I th- honestly, I, I'm 90% sure it's the exact same pe- like piece of clothing. Yeah. I don't know. It looks kind of lighter. It, 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 he, I it thought does it was darker. Look, yeah, it does, it does look lighter. Yeah, it's like he's inverted the colors. Like now he's wearing a lighter outside, like a darker mm. inside. Oh, whoa, there's Moncala back there. At last, some proper old aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Daisy Ridley looks so different than the last movie. Does she? Yeah, she does. She looks, like, way skinnier. Like, sickly skinny. <laughs> hmm. Is it because of her new costume, I guess? like No, like, her, her bones are sharper. Compared to the first movie. Oh, and that's from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. For him, one of the hobbits. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, I was like, why is he in this movie? <laughs> it's uh, Mary. Please, yeah. Mary. 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 Where's, where's Peppa? I don't know, Mary. What about a second <laughs> breakfast and luncheon and tea? <laughs> what about second breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's kind of. It's kind of it's kind of missing something because like so many of the the books that built up from episode six, like the uh, the aftermath trilogy and all this stuff, they're pointing evidence toward the fact that Palpatine wanted to explore the unknown own unknown regions, yeah, uh, because of some sort of like threat that was out there. Or like yeah, he said something like, out there. Yeah, and and like at first my thought was like, oh, maybe it's maybe it, they're saying now that it's this like Exegol planet, right? Yeah. But, what what tore me away from that theory was that he would have had these clones and everything set up before he died. Otherwise, he would just be gone, right? So, That's like true. his soul, like was transferred yeah. in when his so, body d- died, right? So it means that he found Exegol in the unknown regions before all that stuff that they that they put in after Return of the Jedi. And I was like, what the heck, man? Like, it's just like, not only did they negate a bunch of stuff from the films, but they negated so many little facts from like all the con, like, like the canon comics and the novels and everything. Yeah, like they kind of like flipped everything around a bit. Because oh. like, honestly, I think it would have all tied together. But because they just swapped out uh, the director and JJ just threw it together, he wasn't obviously going to abide by everything they've been putting together over the last yeah. like, 10 years. Because uh, as Kathleen Kennedy said, they give the directors full and complete control to just do whatever they want. You know, you know how they could have fixed this entire trilogy with a very simple thing. All right, not made they it. Could've, they could have. They could have kept X Gold the way it is. They could have made Pal- instead of bringing back Palpatine. As much as I love Ian McDermott, as instead of bringing back the character though mm-hmm. of the Emperor, have it be Snoke that's been brought back because Snoke is the guy. That has a bunch of like clones or whatever, and he's doing that stuff, and uh, and then have Snoke in this final film reveal himself to be Darth Plagueis, and the whole reason yeah. why he came back is because he's got that. this this power to like restore life and all that crap, right? Yeah. So like 
that would be such a simple fix with one small change and that would have been it yeah i would have been a lot happier about that stuff too because like yeah. i had really that's what i had anticipated like the first like well, the whole the course movie yeah i was like yes like finally we're gonna see plagius like every like the culmination of like what so much of this movie or the franchise like uh alludes to and stuff like that and then it just doesn't happen and now honestly it's the one thing that would have wrapped both of the previous trilogies together yeah yeah and it would make sense because Palpatine's got this connection to Plagueis being his master. So it would have paid yeah. tribute to all the books and comics as well, where he's like, I feel something in the unknown regions. Something's not right out there. There's like a big dark presence that that I need to like figure out what it is. You know, it would make so much sense if it was like his old master or whatever, just like residing and hiding and, and you know, like, yeah, it, yeah honestly, it I totally fixed agree. everything. One simple thing. They could have fixed it all. Yeah. It's really too, it's really too bad. You know, if Dave Filoni was doing this, I bet you that's what we would have got. I bet you Dave Filoni doesn't even like these movies. Oh, I bet <laughs> no. I don't think he would either. Well, he salvaged the prequels in a dark time, so maybe this he can do cr- it again. That is true. Yeah. He salvaged the yeah. prequels. What? Well, well, they, there's a lot of a lot of hate for the prequels, right? When they came yeah. out, and then he made the Clone Wars, and he fixed a lot of the problems and brought a lot of fans back around, like back around to it. Yeah, yeah. By the way, that monkey welder guy, badass. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that guy. I was, I was about to acknowledge him. I was going to say this is where it crosses over with uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it looks straight up like a monkey from Planet of the Apes. Yes! Damn face! <laughs> Dead! Josh, that's you finally like live through Battlefront 2 now. That's it, what I like to see. Oh my gosh. <laughs> By the way, I thought introducing the Knights of Ren in this movie was like stupid. I didn't like but, it. Like little, they did. A little late. They, yeah, they, a little they late. So long. Yeah. And there's just like no context whatsoever. It's just like, I know. Knights of Ren, we, we showed up, we're here. Let's get and, this movie done. <laughs> and even so then, there's kind of like pseudo side characters. Yeah. There, there's a uh, there's a comic book called The Rise of Kylo Ren. And uh, if you like the character of Kylo Ren and Ben Solo, uh, you'll probably enjoy the comic book. It also kind of explains uh, a little more as to like why he joined Snoke and all that stuff. And, and um, his time as a Jedi Padawan, rather like with Luke and, you know, up until the point where he leaves. So, yeah. Uh, it kind of gets into the Knights of Ren and what the title is, who they are, what they stand for kind of thing. So is it just me or uh, is everyone here just like the League of Super Evil? Pretty much. It's like a, a board of evil. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> like Mr. Burns and Count Chocula in the room. <laughs> we represent the Union. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of really, didn't really like this sequence either. It wasn't the party <laughs> so much. It was just that, like... Well, uh, where else uh, would Lando uh, be hanging out? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. This planet, like, this, the... Like, most of the sequence on this planet, I was okay with. I just thought it was so stupid that, like... Oh, yeah, by the way, there's this ship that's been sitting here untouched for, like, you know, years. What planet yeah. is this? 
I don't, I don't even know. Okay, uh, was it? No, I, I'm thinking of the wrong name. Um, no idea. I think they. I think they mentioned it earlier. Maybe. I'm starting to think the Star Wars galaxy is like 90 percent desert planets. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I do like these aliens though, because they always look yeah. like they're smirking <laughs> and the goofiest <laughs> smiles. They're they're like jokes on you. <laughs> They they kind of at least look a little more Star Wars. Kind of look like Ryan Johnson. <laughs> oh, that one's kind of the little the little ones are kind of creepy though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little, little, uh... Oh, hey, look, C three PO said something that wasn't like at the end, of, beginning or the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's one thing that at least they did in this movie was they kind mm. of brought him front and center, which in the other two movies, he was just like... Thrown to the background. side. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Side, yeah. I'm glad they did that. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing about this movie that they actually came came through with. Yeah, because he's along for the whole ride. Yep. As soon as she said that, like, Ray, I'm just Ray, I kind of had my suspicion that mm-hmm. she would just name herself Not, Skywalker just, at the very end yeah. of the movie. Well, yeah. who else could do it? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I asked you to marry me. Can't imagine why you said no. <laughs> 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 Yo, snatch a grab. Well, gotta look out for those snatchers. That's right. <laughs> oh, Pasana. There you go. There you go. See, I don't know why they can't just like give us a caption though to tell us, like, please, like, t- give us context to what's happening. Like, you've already given us no context to the story. They got there real fast. They got there so quickly, man. There's like, yeah. By the way, I love the the character uh, uh, that um, what's his face plays the older the older guy the fir- the the first order general or whatever. Mm. He basically he plays what Hux was supposed to be in the first movie. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Like- I wish there was Thrawn in this movie. Okay. I, mean, I don't know much about him. But. Yeah. Well, a lot of people actually, when they casted him, a lot of people thought he was going to be playing Thrawn. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of rumors online. People were right. speculating, and and I remember people thinking that. Uh, I remember that, that hearing that was... too. Yeah, people did a bunch of paint overs on his face. He was all blue, and he looked yeah. actually quite a lot like. like yeah, exactly. He looked like an aged Thrawn or whatever. Yeah, I would have bought that. That'd be cool too if they would have yeah, done something been, like that. Would have been pretty cool, yeah. 
Because I don't think they've established how quickly Chiss age. Yeah, exactly. See, this is what's so stupid. Like, what you know the what heck? I, like, there's no way. Are there not, like, Jawas, like, anywhere to freaking tear the ship apart? Like, what the heck, guys? You, you know it's also like weird about... that it's unlocked and it hasn't been scavenged. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. just been yeah. there untouched for, like, forever. Just, oh, yeah, there's just this ship that's, like, huge and easy to find in the middle of some yeah, desert. Say, like, if it was hidden, I could buy it a little more, but it's, like, on top of a hill in a desert yeah, exactly it's just sitting there it's like <laughs> it's like yeah no no one uh, no one wants that those parts don't worry about it oh uh, the locals to, they're, they're good people did, they don't they don't scam it. <laughs> did lando share anything as to why he was still on pisana after all these years uh not really we had but the same amount of reason that we have for that ship still being there yeah well I'm just wondering because, like, he's just there chilling all by himself. You think he'd have better things to do? I don't know, but he said, like, the last time, I think he said that him and Luke were, like, chasing that Ochi assassin guy or whatever. Right. So that was, that was obviously a while ago. I mean, he could have left and came back if Leia sent him there or something. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know why anyone would want to chill there, though. Like, it's. No, yeah. And he hasn't bothered to go check the ship out or whatever. Like,. Yeah, that aside, though, I like this part. This is really cool. Yeah. Those bikes are cool. The treads is a cool yeah, design. Yeah, the super cool, <laughs> Almost sounded like an Ewok there. It's <laughs> 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 awesome. You know what I think would be cool for Ray? Instead of having that kind of weird, tiny, little dorky silver blaster, she should have like Han Solo's DL-44 or something like that. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Cause that would that would kind of hold back to like when Luke was learning under Yoda, too, because you know, he was still walking around Dagobah with a blaster or whatever. Hmm. Did, did uh, I forget, did Ray carry her blaster in the second movie? Yes. I don't I think don't we know. ever saw her use it. If yeah, she did. probably not. That's a good question. I'm trying to think if she did or not. I think she tried to use it in the throne room sequence, maybe. I know she tried to shoot someone with it at some point. I mean, I could be wrong, but... Hmm. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> he walks out. 
Yeah, there it is. That's ah! <laughs> why he's able maybe. to fly around because it's just an Ewok strapped to the back. Maybe yeah. it's maybe it's Warwick. <laughs> that's that's his cameo in this movie. Somebody toss him a stick. That's a snake. Yeah. Ray, I never told oh, you. Oh, that's right. This entire movie, Finn's role is basically just like trying to tell Ray something and then they just never oh, yeah. get around to it. Yeah, it never says anything. Doesn't he scream Ray like seven times? Yeah, it's something crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I spent the last two movies yeah. trying to like find her and rescue her because he likes her. Mm. And then this whole movie, like he's... Now that he's with her, he just, just spends the whole time crying out her name, but nothing uh, nothing amounts to it at all. Yeah. That was Snap Wexley, by the way, JJ's best friend. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah. If, if, you've read the, friend. Uh, if you read the Aftermath trilogy of books, he's uh, the character, the boy, Temin Wexley. Um, the creator of uh, Mr. Bones. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Forgot about Mr. Bones. Yep. Yeah. I, I kind of wish Mr. Bones had a cameo in this. Did he come back? Oh, man. I, I like. No, actually, Mr. Bones. He got blown up, didn't he? I, I think Mr. Bones died, yeah. I think at the end of the last book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finn is a lot better in this movie. Yeah, that's what's so sad though, is that like they built sort of built up their characters in Force Awakens and then we got nothing in the second movie and now they're trying yeah. to just like salvage yeah, like, it's true. Everyone, pretty much. Like, the only character the they've really cast. done justice is uh, Ben, and then, like, kind of Ray. I I don't know. They could have done a lot of things better with Ray, but. Yeah, I agree. Other, like, po and, po poor Poe and Finn have just been, like, crapped on this whole franchise. Yeah. Well, yeah. Poe's po backstory was also uh, changed in, in this film. Oh. Um, so, yeah. So, like, Poe's po, like, po parents were, uh, were working for the the rebellion right yeah um, but like when he gets when he grows up there was um i think he was like he was part of the uh the 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 new republic like navy or whatever okay um and he basically went from that to being part of the resistance with with leia right but somehow they managed to squeeze in this entire plot where he was running with smugglers and like that's that that what? came comes that comes later on in the film when they speak to that uh, that chick in the purple suit. Right. Scene. Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, yeah so I thought he was always like just a pilot for like the Republic and then the Resistance. He was, yeah, yeah, man. And then JJ happened, <laughs> <laughs> which ironically wrote the original backstory. He he didn't write one. That's the problem. <laughs> oh. So they filled it in, and then, and then he, he changed, changed it. it. <laughs> uh, JJ. I don't know if I buy this part. Just saying. I didn't like it either. 
Snakes aren't that friendly. No, they're not. Is this one of those sand crates or whatever? What's this thing again? It's a basilisk. A basilisk, okay. <laughs> Harry Potter kills one. <laughs> yeah. Dude, see, this is like I don't mind Ray's character, but I didn't like how they just kind of randomly like make her good at like stuff like all the time. I know it's really like, annoying. It's so annoying. Like we only just now are starting to finally see her. Like, oh yeah, great. Like you know, she's training, learning how to do stuff. But I mean, right from the beginning, they're like, oh yeah, so she knows how to Jedi mind trick, even though she knows nothing about the Forest. Now she can spontaneously like heal things whenever she feels like it too. I know, like, right? I think I just, think uh... the only thing that I can accept about this is the fact that she's been studying from those like ancient jedi texts yeah so like i can buy it with with that in mind um See, and i'm not like, if like they against had... the ability either no like i'd be okay with this if they gave me a, like a reason to understand what's happening but they don't like if they at least like showed her like reading those books or like talking about this kind of thing or maybe at some point in the previous movie if she had been, had a chance to discuss it with Luke if they had the like training just relationship that they should have. Yeah. yeah just like something so I could be like oh yeah. okay like I understand what this is instead of it just like randomly it's showing just my up. assumption it's funny, that if you're going that yeah. way my issue is if you've ever seen an animal with an injury if you touch that injury they attack you very quickly Look at this! Yeah, all these true. shots are yeah. just to like, just to look awesome. Like, <laughs> I know, right? It's like, like three shots of like, just looking badass on the mountain. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm, just looking yeah, badass on the rock. We have like, tactical devices on the ship that we can just sit inside the ship and like look at stuff. We need to stand yeah. and use our own eyes to do it. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle got me this cool drone for Christmas. You guys want to take some action shots? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> exactly. yeah. Oh my gosh. She still has that stupid if, stick. Um, oh my gosh. If uh, if uh, if uh, what's his face Taiko Atiti, if you were to like explain that that sequence of three shots, so, like for the Knights of Ren, he'd probably be like, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, they cast me as an extra and." They just said, you know what? Let's uh, let's go up on the rocks, take some badass-looking shots. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> That's a terrible New Zealand accent. <laughs> yeah, it's not very good. Oh my god, it's very Irish. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, Taika Waititi is Irish now. Chewie kind of gets thrown under the bus in Last Jedi in this movie, too. I don't mm -hmm. know. <laughs> See, like, they could have had a really cool fight sequence with the Knights of Ren, but no. that We just get a cool, like, scenic shot with them. They sneakily take Chewie. That's, <laughs> that's true. It. I'm, like, I'm like, really? Like, they're not gonna, you know, be angry and, like, attack anyone at all? It'd be really funny if they they trapped him by like putting like a, a bunch of like meats every like six feet. So he should we just like eat one, <laughs> like so for like eats the next one and just like walks into a trap. Yeah, that'd be pretty did, hilarious. Did, did you guys like this uh, this like chicken game that they're playing out here? Uh, 
I mean, it like it looks cool. I just like I don't the, know. You know, her standing there, and he's you know coming to crash into her kind of thing. Oh. Yeah, it's a thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It looks cool in a trailer. It looked pretty cool in the trailer. Yeah, I just. I I thought well, I don't it was get it. fine. Why didn't care. he just? Sorry, why didn't he just open fire? It, well, that's what I'm kind of wondering. I'm like, <laughs> the relevance of why they did this doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't think a lot of the things Kylo Ren does make sense, to be honest. It kind of fits with the character. He's not the, he's not always the most like rational and well thought out yeah. person. He just so, likes to look cool, like the Knights yeah. of Ren. So we see it all fits together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all to look cool. Yeah. I like his kind of. Uh, Upgraded tie interceptor though. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool looking. It's the same one from the last movie, isn't it? It's, he had a uh, different ship. Like his was like more narrow or whatever previously. I think it was a little longer and a little more narrow, yeah. Yeah. This one's different. I think it was called the TIE Silencer. Oh my goodness, like the, the G forces would be insane. Dude, yeah, he would have passed out so fast. Vince <laughs> <laughs> is always screaming. Always, man. Always. Just forget, too. Like, they land a bunch of these big, bulky, noisy landing craft near them, too, and just no one notices. <laughs> like, just, and there's a bunch of stormtroopers there, too. Like, they're not going to try to, like, you know move around and like go check out the one derelict ship up on top of a rock in the middle of the desert like i just didn't get it i was like okay one guy captive and not bother trying to find any of the other people we're looking after (laughs) why doesn't he just attack her instead because he's he's, i think he wants to prove he's stronger than her in the force oh maybe yeah I think so. Oh, yeah, because they did this with the lightsaber. With the right? lightsaber, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he talks about this, like, the end of the la- the first movie, I should say, and this was kind of his, like, home the night- What do you guys think about that? Uh, so- See, I didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool. I, I was like, man, like, we never even saw Anna could do that in his darkest moment, and she just kind of, like... Like, boop, there it goes. See, like, that's what I mean, though. I thought they were going to give, like, a really interesting, like, uh, like, story, like, to her heritage and stuff like that. Yeah. Also, Sith Lightning is one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it took uh, Dooku, who was a Jedi Master, and it took him a long time to figure it out. Well, even Kylo Ren still hasn't, even as dark as Ben has gone, like, he's still never done it. That's true. Like it's yeah. still it's not a easy thing to achieve, and like well, I know like, it's all because she's just related to Palpatine, but like still, it's like you know that shouldn't yeah. mean anything. Yeah. Well, all. I mean, like I didn't have a hard time believing it because like early on in this movie, we kind of see her like be like really angry and stuff like that, and trash a bunch of stuff. Like yeah. I think they could have done more 
to make it like more believable that she would kind of just have this like frustration and rage and anger and stuff like that um mm-hmm. and i mean eventually i guess we find out oh hey by the way like you're related to the the palps <laughs> and so yeah. that explains kind of explains it away a little bit like just brushes under the carpet yeah I, I think that's what they were going for is when you find that out like oh it makes sense but simultaneously i don't think that's a you know a bloodline trait you pass down to your children no it's it's no. not definitely not it shouldn't be no um also i'd like to mention uh chewy dying quote unquote whatever i wasn't far enough i should have been like less naive when i walked into this movie because i was like you know uh, you know i i actually believed it i was like there's yeah. like well, I, I was like holy crap they just killed off chewbacca right like the yeah. thing is i think people were so willing to accept it because they'd already done it so much in the other two movies exactly yeah, yeah. and and that's the other thing is like this movie not only pulls a few of those cards out of the hat it pulls like a whole deck of characters that they're like guess what they're dead and then boom yeah. they're back and it's like the entire not not to mention the whole movie the whole like villain of the of the of the film takes place around that that center point of that's bringing a, a person that's dead and and bringing them back alive again they it's starting to sound like him. a marvel movie isn't it yeah oh dude it's worse than marvel like like, marvel, <laughs> <laughs> like, like they, they uh they they did that with chewbacca they did it with palpatine they did it with the chick in the the purple jumpsuit from yeah. uh that 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 planet that yeah. Poe is supposed to have a fling with or whatever. Um, they did it with uh, with Ben Solo at the very end of the movie when he falls down a hole. And uh, they did it with uh, somebody mm-hmm. else. I'm trying to remember who it was. Ray. Again. Was it Ray? Yes. Yeah, yeah it was Ray. Yeah, when they yeah. did the whole resurrection. Ray! Uh, it was uh, it was when uh, it was when Ben Solo comes back because he's actually yeah. not dead, and then uh, he does and then he the, the force back. On, yeah, 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 exactly. And then and yeah, then yeah. and now she's back, and then they and then they kill Ben again, and it's like, dude, like yeah, that was it's true. Yeah. The only person that died and didn't come back was Leia. Yeah, and, and she still comes back. She still comes back in the force. Yeah, but, gosh, but. Yeah, I'm like, ugh. dude, I didn't. So I hated this thing with C3PO. I was like, okay, really? Like, the dude is like, just like, oh yeah, I'm just not gonna tell you guys. I can't do it. I'm programmed weird, and so we gotta go to this whole different planet to like do all this stuff. I don't know. It kind of annoyed me. Yeah. I, by the way, I think it's it's JJ that does the voice for Do here, right? Oh really? Oh, that's yeah. news to me. Yeah, I didn't like Do that... at all. I thought it was like not necessarily. Like, not necessary at all. I was like, why did they bother adding another droid? We've already got, like, three. <laughs> well, he just... He's just a <laughs> random side character. He doesn't really do anything. No, yeah, except that's what I mean, though. Yeah. I was like, what's the point of adding well, him if he does nothing? Yeah, I don't so know. I don't mind it. it. He looks like a Star Wars droid, right? He's really chunky. Yeah. Didn't bother yeah. me. Uh, this planet's really cool, though. Yeah, this is very, very World War Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello, do you have the juice? <laughs> <laughs> Open up. <laughs> We're here for the juice. <laughs> like it even looks like something from like old Germany or Russia. 
So the stonework. When you get mm. that German accent, it makes me think so, think of the the three little pigs from Shrek. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Lord Farquaad. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, man, that is so Nazi. It's crazy. Oh yeah. But yeah, well, see, like this is the first time though we really even see the Forest Order like doing anything like bad to other people. Like the other it's movies, true. it's just kind of like, eh, they're evil. They got this big empire. Blah blah. blah. There's this chick. This is where his like his mysterious unknown past that doesn't exist comes back to haunt him. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they they kind of make him even more Han Solo with that history yeah, because they do. Han Solo ran spice. Yeah, yep. that's, that's what I didn't get though. Like they already in the first movie were like, yeah, Ray's kind of gonna like you know learn more from Han Solo, and then like at the opening of this movie, he's the one flying the Millennium Falcon around, like doing all this stuff. Like I was like, eh, all right, whatever. With Chewie as his co-pilot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like okay. Yeah, I agree. I do like the original story better just because you're right. Now he is just like this carbon copy Han Solo. Yeah. They're like, well, we trashed the crap out of him in the last movie. So what are we actually going to do with his character, like his history and story and stuff? Well, we'll just kind of make him Solo (laughs) (laughs) 2.0. More more badass shots, right? Yeah. <laughs> we were hiding there the whole time. Like, Not this time I get to show off my glowing to... club. Yeah. You know, I'd love to see some scenes of them like talking to Kylo. Oh. He like gives them their mission and they have to like actually that say something. Cool. That would or be cool. Or just see them do something more than walk oh, around. Oh, that's John Williams. Cool. That's John Williams. Oh, right that's there. cool. That's awesome. That's that's his first cameo in Star Wars is John Williams. That's awesome. Sorry, actually, I, I, I didn't know that was him. Yeah, sorry, I have to interject with that just because it's really yes. quick. But yeah. Anyway, what were you saying, Breed? Oh, I was just saying, like, if the Knights of Red did anything other than walk around and look really cool, like we haven't seen them do anything at all except sort of capture Chewie so far. Yeah. What do you guys think of this? They turned Sith into a language. Like, like that, that, that you're talking about? Uh, that 3PO is able to translate it, but it's like hidden and locked in his banks. That's what I was saying earlier. I didn't really, I wasn't like a I huge think fan of it. Kind of mm. stupid that he's able to read it. Cause well, it reminds me of HK 47 from KOTOR. I think like, cause Anakin built 3PO, right? So like he would, yeah, used... but he made him out of parts. He made a yeah. He that's true. He he made him out of parts, so it's possible, I guess, that he had like a really old part that may have been <laughs> like a like a Sith like era level of like that's. But that's like a processing chip that's like over a thousand years old. Well, I'm wondering if they all all 
droids have it in there, but they've been it, the language has been outlawed by the Republic, something like that. I don't Maybe, know, but it just reminded me of like the Lord of the Rings, where they're like the sequences when they talk about like the Mordor language, like the yeah. you know the old ancient yeah. language. It's like <laughs> I was black, just kind of like speech, yeah, or what, yeah, whatever they call it. I'm just kind of, I'm kind of like, okay, I ripped that one out of their playbook. Like they're turning this movie into Lord <laughs> of the Rings right now. Like they, I mean, they got a Hobbit, they, so they may as well ready, so <laughs> they're just going the rest of the way. General Pride. Are they, the oh, you know what? Man. Yeah, they got a Hobbit. They basically have the. Uh, uh, the the non-schools or whatever, like the the nine riders, the Knights of Ren are yeah, basically yeah, the, they do. The, <laughs> the black riders from Yeah, Earth. they don't talk either. So yeah, <laughs> they don't talk. You just see them ride around and do cool stuff. Like <laughs> I thought it was cool how they how they did did this with 3PO though, when like his eyes come back and they're all like bloodshot. That was kind of cool. Uh, that was pretty cool. I I liked that. Yeah. I just I don't know. I just thought it was kind of lame that they were just like, oh yeah, he ha- he can't do this ancient language that no one's ever talked about before yeah i thought it was kind of weird that that was that was kind of like yeah i don't know i felt pretty weird about that too does that mean they're going to canonize sith as a race as well if they don't it would be even more strange because that just means that this offshoot of the jedi decided to come up with their own their own language yeah Yeah. you're right just for the sake of having their own language it's like it's like why (laughs) I didn't mind the original story of there being a Sith race that then these dark Jedi found and like learned from See, them. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, I like I like that's where they get their name from because because it I don't know, it just added some like naturalistic history to it. Yeah, do they, I agree. Do they have the Sith as like a race in uh, the old Republic game? Yeah. Oh, yes. they do. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the- But that's not canon. But really? that like, whole game the, they isn't canon. No, that, it's not because it, not it came out before they re started to reboot the canon. Yeah. So uh, that that is the last and only still running game that is not canon. Wow. Carrie Russell's actually like a pretty awesome actress, and I like her character. Yeah. I just wish that it was under different contexts. Yeah. <laughs> right just like thrown in out of nowhere like it's hard to to like the the like the band-aid that they slap on Hmm. (laughs) yeah i do like the character too it'd be cool if she was a spice runner and he was a pilot and then they had like this romance like romeo and juliet yeah yeah exactly like he worked for the Republic, and like he let her get away with some crime exactly or something like that like yeah exactly that would have been interesting yeah that's a good suggestion that you made because like she would have been like breaking new republic laws that he was like willing to let mm. her get away with, but now that none of that matters anymore because yeah. New Republic's gone and uh, everyone needs needs a friend to to help fight the First Order kind of thing, like yeah, exactly, uh, scumbags and rebels alike kind of thing. So yeah, I like I like that. So the rebels all over again. Yeah, yeah, because the rebels like uh, did a lot of uh, they, business with pirates with, and with smugglers, yeah, smugglers and stuff, yeah. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> he almost yelled. <laughs> Watch it, Finn. <laughs> Your decibel count's getting too high. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I actually yeah, the, uh, did like I I did like the storyline with Repio, where he Loses nobly chose to give up his memories to help his friends. Yeah, mm. I thought that was was actually like kind of heartwarming. Yeah, I think it added something interesting for his character. Because like usually he's just kind of like this bumbling idiot that follows along, right? But he yeah. Oh, and obviously he's a very self-preservating character. He's always concerned that he's going to get blown up. So the fact yeah. that he's he was willing to sacrifice himself is actually a really big step for him. And uh, at the very end of the movie, he gets his memories back anyway because R2 carries like a backup or whatever. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> R2 is just a trash. If, if he didn't no get that backup, out. though, I would have been like... Oh, it's just got... Hey, look, we can dig this out of there. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. There's map and there's maps and memory banks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, don't delete his memory. We'll delete 3PO's, though, because we might need R2 to, you know, like figure out things for us later. Oh, yeah, we need to fix the plot holes later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that fantastic Hux moment's coming up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about anything. I just want to screw over Ben Solo. <laughs> Spoilers, man. You <laughs> <laughs> run so goofy there. Poe is the one guy holding that blaster properly. Just throwing that one out there. Because <laughs> yeah. he worked for the New Republic and he wasn't the spice runner. <laughs> He's had training. <laughs> yeah, that's so great. That's such a great moment. It's like, wait, oh, did she ever try that on us? <laughs> oh man, thank you, just you're here. <laughs> like, are we really your friends? <laughs> Actually, did appreciate that. That was kind of fun. That was great. How do you guys feel about the whole J.J. Abrams always a treasure hunt kind of plot line? I thought it was so dumb. Like in this movie, they're like, oh, yeah, we got to get this this dagger that's, you know, gonna, like yeah. that's sort of a map to where it's we like need to go. It's like the entire plot really? always has to hinge. Like it's like he can't write a movie unless the whole plot hinges around a specific object. Like the map to Skywalker or mm. you know, the dagger that would be the map to the Death Star. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it like is very, very Goonies-esque. Uh, so... I'm wondering, what about Star Trek? Is Star Trek movies, were they around an object? No, I can't well, remember. No, I don't think so. No. I mean, they kind of centered around uh, a lot of, like, 
I don't know, social political matters that were, you know, right. converted into kind of a science fiction plot line, right? But um, no, I think the first one was about an object, wasn't it? Because I, I remember they had well, to find old, the, old Spock, and Old Spock had that that box, that magicy box. Oh, was uh, it? Okay. It was like a tesseract kind of thing. Oh, yeah, uh, the dark matter or whatever. Yeah, and then they had to use that to like bring back the planets. <laughs> Boom! Something there like that. Again. <laughs> yeah. What can we say? Finn's a screamer. Oh, he is. <laughs> okay, this is this is where Phasma comes out for a third time. <laughs> oh my god! Just keeps coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, you had me there. I, I would have believed it. <laughs> Dude, I wish I was waiting for Fastman to show up again in this movie. I mean, it's been I just awesome waiting to see this, eh? Yeah, I was just waiting for her voice to show up because I think yeah. it's like I wouldn't have been surprised if she was because yeah. death yeah. doesn't matter in these movies. No, 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 it really doesn't. She falls down a furnace and then explodes and then shows up in the next movie. <laughs> yeah, the excuse will be her like insane armor again. Oh my yeah. gosh. She just have one scorch mark right where I was because it broke. That's quite a thick dagger. Like, there's no edge to that at all. Well, no, no, it's, it's, a, it's so decorative. Yeah, it's an yeah. ornamental. I didn't mind them trying to find stuff on the Death Star. I thought the dagger was kind of silly. Yeah. I thought that I'd was rather, really dumb. Yeah. The Death Star think, part was cool, and I like that because it was something that would have been in the original George Episode 7 outline. Yeah, that's right. But it was underwater, I think, in that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, but the whole dagger thing, the whole Wayfinder thing, I was, I just it was like, so you stupid. know what? It's like, okay, first of all, if you want to use a Wayfinder device, just call it a holocron. And then yeah, secondly, that's what it should have been. Secondly, like the dagger map thing, like, I mean... So dumb. Well, yeah, the so problem dumb. is I don't mind the idea that that she finds something that helps her to find what something is hidden and it's on the desk. Because yeah. I could see Palpatine having some track over something that he had, right? The thing is, like, that dagger lines up perfectly with the ruins of the Death Star, which meant that yeah. the dagger was made after... after. Yeah, the Death Star went down, right? That's, that's what I have a huge problem with. I it. don't even have a problem with that. My problem is if she's standing 200 feet to the left, it doesn't work. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that too. That exactly. too. Exactly. Yeah. That's what's like. They could have just like found a thing that was like, oh yeah, it was on the Death Star too, and be like, oh hey, we gotta yeah. go figure out where the Death Star two is. Oh, it's over here. Oh, okay, let's check it out. Yeah, like, honestly, it should have been some sort of like tracker beacon thing. Yeah. I like how they kind of further improved the whole Last Jedi uh, kind of concept that they had, which was like this the connection. Bond. Yeah, the connection that yeah. Snoke admitted to binding their minds or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I thought it was super cool. Like this duel yeah. is awesome, especially because yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't really reveal it until the end of this duel. But uh, the way it's edited, you see them in both locations at the same time, but they yeah. actually both don't see where the other one is. Yeah, that's what yeah. I love about it. It's super cool. Then the instant moment of... 
See the whole thing with like the last movie and her and her, him just like I think I brought it up in the last Jedi one as well. But you know, for anyone who skipped that commentary track, um, like I brought up the fact that Ben Solo like tells her your parents were filthy junk traders, and mm-hmm. she believes it, and he's telling the truth. And it's just it's plain and simple. Yeah. Like that was the reality that was intended to be the continuity that would lead into the Duel of Fates movie. Uh, JJ but, explained that. He said that that's legitimately what Kylo believed at the time that he said that. Yeah, I mean, but that's not exactly what <laughs> was intended in the in the beginning, right? right? Like, I think they would have written that scene a little differently uh, if that wasn't supposed to be like a genuine <laughs> fact. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. I like the idea that 3PO would just make up his own language to confuse the stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Knows a million languages and he makes one up. Yes. I guess he's forgotten them all. <laughs> I, I would think it'd be in his basic programming. Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so <Yeah>. stupid. Fix <laughs> the control of the company. <laughs> <laughs> I have the most shares if he loses. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be CEO. <laughs> <laughs> the first order. <laughs> I think it'd be easier to put some poison in his drink and take over or something. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they're all sitting at a table together. Taint, get some tainted blue milk. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. But like Luke drank this stuff, it made him powerful. (laughs) You are a Palpatine. She should have just screamed no like Luke did when Vader (laughs) told him he was his father. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Does she even know who that is though? No. Well, th- that's the thing. In the first, in the in the beginning of this movie, there's no context at all. Uh, at all, and Poe just like he's like, "Guess what? The Emperor's back!" And everyone's like, "Oh shoot!" And- yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> oh dang! Didn't <laughs> see that coming. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. Yep. Like none of them should know who the Emperor like really is. Not by name. No. Yeah. You're a sheev. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you like that video, like with that with Hagrid. Uh, you're a wizard, Harry. It's like, yeah. like you're a sheev, Ray. <laughs> you're a sheev, Ray. You're a sheev, Ray. It doesn't have the same ring to it at all. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> I thought that was cool, though. He uses the force to, like, stabilize himself. Yeah, I like that. Everyone else gets blown away. In the trailer, it looked pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Oh, it was just, it was just, it made me curious. I was like, oh, what's he doing that everyone gets blown back? But, like, I was like, oh, is there some sort of massive power source that someone's, like, using the force against him or whatever? But, yeah, I don't know. 
And there he goes. I was surprised that they figured it out so quickly. I didn't expect. I thought it was gonna be a running thing for more of the movie. Well, it was basically yeah. like J.J. Abrams, his relationship with the rest of the franchise or the trilogy at this point. He was just like, "Give me that blaster, bang!" It's yeah. it never happened. Yeah. I also like to think of it as like he made this cool toy and Ryan Johnson played with it and now he doesn't want it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's used. <laughs> He's like, kill it. He, he replaced it with pride because that's what. Hawks was yeah. supposed to be. They got a new one. Yeah, yeah, a new- <laughs> he replaced his used toy with pride because of pride. Oh my goodness. That's so good. It is, it is, you're right. That's very like fitting that he actually like named so it. That. Fitting. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what why did oh, Hux sh- die? Oh, because of JJ's pride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's got to be it. It's too perfect. Yeah. It's too good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm dying over here. <laughs> You're going to have to put that out in a tweet later. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So it's worth noting that this character right here... <clears throat> Even though in the movie it was hinted that she's supposed to be Lando's daughter, um, in yeah. the resor- in the resource book for the film, like the visual dictionary, they actually confirmed that he is that she is his daughter, and it was something that they almost put in the film up until the point where they decided to cut that too. Well, Why? Uh, Especially if they canonized I it know. anyway. I know, I know. I have no idea why they didn't do it. I think it was something to do with like they wanted to take the focus off of that or whatever. Whatever. I don't. I don't even know. Some sort of stupid reason. Hmm. Too many stupid that- things going on. Honestly, I think it was probably their hesitation to do it because they were like, "Oh, this is just going to be known as the movie for like making everyone relevant, connected to somebody." Right. You know. Or it's like, there's now three black people in. This is now the fourth black person in Star Wars, and two of them are related. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I almost forgot about Sam Jackson. That was close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's standing exactly where it is. So I know, right? It's really silly. I didn't really like any of these horses. Well, just like, I don't know. I didn't understand like why they needed any of these people. And like that, the end sequence with them is kind of ridiculous. I mean, that's not, I guess I think that's <laughs> the main reason I didn't like them. Like I was, well, with this. I can see why you would dislike it, but fighting on top of the star destroyers, a battlefield is a cool idea. It was that part was really cool. The part where they're riding horses on top of the Star Destroyer was really stupid. <laughs> Dude, that happens in every Star Wars movie. It always comes down to the like savage people quotations using like simple tactics, and they have like nature, and they're fighting like evil empire with technology. They're like, yeah, yeah it works. Like spears and I mean, bows and arrows from Ewoks works against. Yeah, the exactly. It almost yeah. started with Return of the Jedi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And then the Goongans. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Guns? Actually, they're like, see, actually, guns aren't highly effective and the like gun, designed the, the to kill people. The gun guns at least people. have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the gun guns at least have like some sort of relevant technology. Like it's yeah, the shields. Sort of, plasma. Yeah. yeah. The, was, uh, but the excuse for that was uh, Naboo has plasma, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, they've got all these plasma weapons, which is super cool. What a small world. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Which village are you from? Uh, Me too. <laughs> uh, whoa. Hashtag me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the stormtroopers coming out. Oh, man. By the way, how useless are those goggles she's got? Like, they, they, you can't even <laughs> see through them. No. <laughs> well, it was like a blast shield, I guess. <laughs> She's like, but with oh, the, dude, it's her sleep but mask. With the goggles down, how am I supposed to fight? It's really <laughs> sleep mask. Your eyes deceive you. <laughs> oh, man. What was that, Reed? Oh, I was saying it's her high tech sleep mask. Oh, I text leave at the end. She's just like, yeah, I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> it's like Star Wars version of VR. <laughs> yes. And they got nothing else to do on that barren rock. <laughs> yeah. I like how his binoculars, or binoculars, or whatever, has four... Or three extra lenses than the one that Luke and the Mandalorian have, and like yeah, I was the thinking about Star Wars that. saga, and the image is still just as crappy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh yeah. my gosh, man! I like this whole thing with like the the the, the water speeder or whatever. Oh yeah, it was super. I cool. I thought that was pretty cool. It's a skiff, Josh. Yeah, skiff. Yes, yeah, skiff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also find it funny that it's like it's too dangerous. We'll go tomorrow, and the next scene, Ray just like steals their boat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Has the Falcon crashed in every one of these in this trilogy? Every pretty much, yes, it has. Every single movie. (laughs) Thing is, I'm pretty sure at this point, man, it's not even the Falcon anymore. Like they've had to replace every single part on the whole ship. (laughs) And it was funny is in his solo, it crashed as well. So it's like every new movie they put out, the Falcon has been crashed and destroyed. And they kill Han Solo. (laughs) (laughs) You think Disney doesn't like Solo very much. Yeah, apparently not. (laughs) Actually, I forget if it crashes in Last Jedi. I don't know if it... Oh, no, you know what? Does it not? That's the one I couldn't think of it crashed or not. No, I don't think it does. That's true. Okay. That's true. Well, nothing happened in that movie anyway, so whatever. They they escape in it, but yeah. (laughs) Okay, look at this TIE fighter. Look how beat down this TIE fighter is. It doesn't. Hmm? That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, but somehow... Is that shuttle ben up Solo here, too. manages to find, like, in this entire piece of wreckage here, Ben Solo manages to find a perfectly working TIE fighter. A prototype. The only happens, of its kind. That happens to be, I guess, a prototype. The only of its kind that has a hyperdrive. <laughs> I do want to say that I think it was really cool that they actually gave purpose in this movie 
Oh, her, to raise scavenger, her scavenger skills. Her yeah. parkour, her parkour I thought that skills. That was a nice callback. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, I like that too. That was cool. They totally just ignored it for the last movie. So I'm glad that yeah. they like made it relevant. I and it makes sense for this. If she's scaling that little Death Star, like yeah. honestly, she has the perfect skill set for it. It's yeah. something that made her character really unique that she was like a scavenger, right? Because even yeah. though even though Anakin was like quite the handyman with building things, he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't like a. You know, a diver dumpster or whatever he was. (laughs) (laughs) A dumpster diver, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I totally botched that. Yeah, he did. Oh my gosh. That's great. By the way, the music is great. Straight yeah, return, return I love Jedi this whole right sequence. How they found the Death Star is stupid, but I love this sequence. Like, well, this, once they get this, onto it, everything is super awesome. I yeah, agree. It's probably really the best great. part of the whole movie. This yeah, is, uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I wonder what happened here. Whoever did the set design for this, like they knocked it out of the park. Oh yeah, it they killed it, man. Great job. Yep. And it's like everyone else did a great job, but the freaking like the writers and directors just like yeah, just sucked hardcore. I also like the fact that they extended Palpatine's throne room here and added in this whole kind of like weird, creepy meditation chamber. Yeah, with all of his yes. like knickknacks and his collections, yeah. Sith yeah, artifacts. I thought, I thought that was pretty appropriate, seeing mm. as his, he's got a throne room. Like you might as well have other stuff on there as well. It makes many, sense he'd have his own personal space near there, yeah. How many times have you seen this movie, Josh? Uh, Twice, I think, or three times, maybe. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's probably about the same as me, yeah. I think it's my third time. This is Yeah, I think this is my third time, too. As I thought, I saw it twice in the theater. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, same. And then uh, and then I think I may have seen it once after I bought the Blu-ray. It's a nutcracker! Possibly. What Ray should have been. <laughs> Actually, this might be the third time I'm seeing it. The lightsaber she should have had this whole yeah. time. In Duel, right. Duel of Fates, uh, the the uh, the Colin Trevorrow episode nine, she did have a double bladed lightsaber, and I believe it was made out of her staff or whatever. That would be cool if she like put together Anakin's lightsaber and her staff and like mashed them together. That would have been pretty yeah. sick, dude. Or, like, use the crystal from it to do it. Yeah. In that storyline, did she still go to the Death Star? In Colin Trevorrow's episode 9? Yeah. No. That was mm-hmm. out of uh, the George's, episode the George's seven. version. Yeah. Episode 7. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that this is your favorite part of episode 9 because if they just stuck with George's outline, this would have been one of the first things you've seen. In the in the sequels, if they yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I remember reading bits and pieces of that back before these movies yeah. came out. Yeah, give it to me. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> 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 so awkward looking. A little hop. Yeah, a little hop, and then whoop. <laughs> Playing a game. Fool of a took. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. what would have been even more comical is if he hopped down there just as she swung and then swung at nothing. Mm. <laughs> See, like Maz, I'm assuming lost her uh, her uh, workers dispute at work. <laughs> the union. The union. The fodder. union dispute. Yeah, that's the right. Union, yeah, the union dispute. They won. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And they say they're the still going to pay her union politics. dues. Yeah, exactly. I guess. I guess this trilogy does have a little bit of politics, thanks to Ryan Johnston. Oh my god! <laughs> Some union politics. There unions. <laughs> just get the shut up, Finn. Talk about the ultimate rejection. Just like throws the dude away. Oh yeah. Like if he doesn't get the message now, like oh my gosh. <laughs> That's the exact same thing that Anakin says about Padme in Attack of the Clones. It's like Padme. It's like yeah, it is. I yeah. can't leave her, Anakin. What would you, you know, what would she do if you were in your position or whatever? She would do her duty. She would do her duty. It's like <laughs> I, I, I do cool like I like the visual aesthetic of this whole sequence because it's very cool and it plays a lot of homage to. Anakin and Obi-Wan's duel on Mustafar with all the lava. Yeah, uh, you're yeah. right. I think that was somewhat intentional. Oh. Probably. He's doing Starkiller fighter style. Man, they must have been soaking wet filming this. <laughs> yeah, it must have been very cold. Yeah. I wonder where they filmed this part of the movie. Uh, it was a set, I believe. Yeah, my guess it would be a set in England. Yeah. But, uh, it was an outdoor set, yeah. I yeah, saw some pictures. It's online. super wet, so it's either Canada or the United Kingdom. <laughs> One <laughs> of the two. All the set work was in the UK. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they have their own private set there now. I like how they finally prove that he's the better fighter. And then she beats him with a cheap shot. Yeah, <laughs> that I, I didn't just... like. I didn't like that. No. <laughs> she's like clearly having a moment, and then she's, she's just a... like, "At last." <laughs> yeah, she's a Palpatine, dude. That's true. <laughs> like the same way Palpatine killed Miss Windu. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Except he had lightning, I guess, but still. Not remotely upset. She just stabs him in the chest. It's She's upset that Leia dies on the other side of the galaxy. And like, oh wait, I just killed off her whole bloodline. There's her son right yeah, there. That's true.
This is the part of the movie where they ran out of footage to use for Leia. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I'd still rather have been Force Luke. Just saying. Ugh. He's like, you just stabbed me in the chest. Like, what's going on right now? <laughs> And with this last act, I give you the knowledge to do this as well. (laughs) (laughs) I can't really tell if she's supposed to be crying or she's just soaking wet right now. (laughs) Is she using a metachlorine to save one from death? Um, I don't really know what's involved in the process. I don't think that is necessarily it but i don't know i'm kind of torn on the whole ability like i think it's it's kind of cool but it also kind of breaks a lot of previous stuff well i I know it's been in the games forever like self-healing yeah like i wonder if there's limitations to it like why didn't anakin just grow his hand back or whatever <laughs> just sprouts a new hand. Yeah. Could you imagine if he screwed up though? Like, oh, yeah. oh no, dang it. Oh, no, no, I got like six fingers and oh, pointed backwards. This one's yeah. a claw. Vader, Vader, if you strike me down, I'll grow my torso back in a week. <laughs> He's like a Hydra. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Obi Wan and Kenobi. (laughs) I mean, in theory, then, like, yeah, even Anakin could have been completely healed of his burns and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Palpatine, the guy who knows like pretty much everything, like maybe only Jedi can use it. Maybe I don't know. I would be surprised. It doesn't seem like something the dark side would be able to channel. It seems like it's something that don't forget that the child can also do, right? And even though the child might be very like powerful, um, it's not a Jedi yet right. and hasn't learned from any Jedi. So it, it's it's kind of a mysterious like thing. So I go right. back and forth between like liking it and not liking it. But well, then why couldn't Qui Gon have been saved? Exactly, like Qui Gon could have been saved because the exact same thing happened to him. Also, I do find it kind of funny, even within just the Phantom Menace, Qui-Gon gets stabbed and is killed, and Darth Maul is cut in half and he lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess he was cut from, like, the, the junk down kind of thing. I guess. Maybe less of the, the, the waste. But... Yeah, less, like, organs. Yeah, more like just the legs. You know, I just found it so interesting how in all of these movies, we see Harrison Ford probably more than like any of the other original cast. And he's the one that wanted to be part of it. This the least. Like, it's just such a slap in the face. Doesn't even want to be here. And like, like, I think... uh, uh, Luke and like Leia between the two of them, they probably want to be part of this the most, but just like nope. Yep. Like oh my god. I, I do. I do have a like this moment 
because it it does pay some sort of tribute to that moment in episode seven. Yeah, where you know it's like almost mm, the episode like two. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, it's great. His memory through his memory of his parents, he gets a second chance and uh, and he takes it. And instead of activating the lightsaber, like he just throws it away instead, right? Like, I thought they did a good job by using Harrison to do this and not make him a force ghost. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, that would have broken the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So many people thought watching this Harrison was a force ghost, right? Really? Oh. Well, how, how else would he be there? And then they do this thing, right? And then he turns back. And then it makes more sense that he's not. And he was like a memory. Yeah, because they started with that. Like, you're just a memory. Kind of thing. Yeah. I definitely could have seen that being Hux in the original draft. Yeah. This is, I hate this so much. This is so stupid. The guns? We've talked about this before, or I think Josh and I have talked about this before, where, like, it's just like we go from the Death Stars to what are we going to do? Oh, we're going to make a bigger planet killing weapon, Star Killer yeah. Base. And now it's like, now we're just going to give all of our ships planet killing weapons. Like, they just could not come up with anything. Yeah more original they took, they took this looks so cool by the way it looks super it does, cool yeah. but i was just i'm so tired of planet killing weapons i'm like do something else dang it well yeah. they, that's what they tried to step it up with the last one the planet killing the the, the planet that was the planet killer could kill multiple planets at once because how else do you and, the, and it destroys suns yeah yeah because like the rule of star wars is you have to just keep going bigger <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it's like this what do you do when you run out of stuff planets. yeah it's like we destroy More stuff, bigger stuff destroy planets it's like they they took that miniaturized death star tech from the end of the last jedi that one that blows open the doors to the hangar they took that to like the like the next level and put them on like you know, every single Star Destroyer, and it's like, are you kidding me? And now they blow up planets, not just blasting. Well, the, like, here's one thing that you're kind of skipping over. The ships that they use, if you see them, they're the old Star Destroyers, not the New Order ones. So that means that this was actually something that was created by Palpatine during the old Empire. Yeah, which makes them even more unlikely, right? Because it means that the newer stuff that they've done is not as effective. Yeah, that's true. But that means Palpatine didn't show them that information because it. Yeah. I think but, what it was supposed to be that's, is that's, Palpatine that's was creating point. it, yeah. and they weren't finished being made during Return of the Jedi. They're still under construction. Yeah, exactly. But then this movie breaks all that because up until this movie, Palpatine was supposed to be dead. <laughs> yeah. So it's like now all of a sudden it's like why didn't Palpatine just like it's his like it turns out the first order is actually his like why didn't he just share the information. I guess clones can't talk for I like guess 40 so. years. Like, man, it was like this movie like leaves so many questions.
Dio, JJ. It's like he's faded for a two-letter name. <laughs> so wait a second. So this teeny little droid, this entire time that they've been doing all this stuff, has been able to take them where they needed to go? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Now she looks like Luke when, she fa- when he found out, or Anakin when Obi-Wan was holding him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's holding me back. <laughs> <laughs> this is insulting. I think this is the this entire sequence here is the only solid continuation from the Last Jedi. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Just pretends he never threw that away in the last movie. <laughs> yeah. I think it's that's the JJ trying to make it what he did, like take take back what Ryan Johnson did, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, at the very end of Last Jedi, like Luke becomes this person that we see right now, right? So that's why I say it's it's like the the direct continuation of that redeeming moment that he mm, that he yeah. he uses that lightsaber in like you know intentionally like in that force projection mode that he had going on, yeah. um, faces down the First Order and kind of gives up his life for that whole purpose, right? Yeah, it does feel a lot more like a continuation from there. Yeah. It's strange, though, that he looks even more shaggy. Like, you think <laughs> that he would just look a little less in shambles? It's, it's the robe, man. It makes him look like he's wearing, like, a potato sack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, his hair is longer, too. Like, it's... It's even longer than it was in The Last mm. Jedi, I think. Yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, it's not like the poor guy gets to shave in whatever ghost, like, force shadow realm that he's trapped in. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like Anakin, you know, yeah. uh, he, he, uh, Obi-Wan, Yoda, whatever. They, their, their force immort- immortality look is like the, the, the peak of their the prime of their life. Yeah. And then, and then Luke just gets screwed over. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love this whole sequence, by the way. Like Luke and Leia training together. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And they did a whole... like That that CG, Luke is amazing. Luke does look really good. Yeah. good. And then this is the Rogue One Leia asset, I guess, that they used over again. Not quite as good. But it's still pretty decent. Yeah, still okay. The Luke, the Luke one is though. amazing. Yeah. yeah.
Yeah, I did like this part. Like, this is the moment that Luke and Ray should have had in the last movie. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would have been such a great like throwback. Yeah, but. But at the same time, I like that Luke does it because it's almost like the fulfillment of him, right? Because he wasn't able to do it last time. No, yeah. Yeah. That's why it's so cool. Like the student is the master now, basically, right? Exactly. The classic music, too. Mm hmm. It just sucks that that's all we get. Like, you know, you don't get him after this. Yeah. Be cool if Luke went with her and, like, you know, Force Ghost tampered with with Sidious or something. Yeah, I guess. I guess so, yeah. Summon lightning on his ass. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the one thing about the Force Ghost, though. I think they have some rules in place. Uh, Yeah, there has to be something. Because, yeah, because they can't... uh, I think think it's a rule that they're not allowed to, like, tamper with the events of time because they actually exist outside of time. Um, And that's also why Ben says to Luke that he cannot interfere with the, the, you know, when Luke goes to fight Vader. Right, so no, I he cannot say interfere. That. Yeah, so it's it's something that they can't actually like do. Wonder if um, George wrote this back in the day, or if it's something they came up with later. I think it's just well, I I wouldn't be surprised if George actually came up with that stuff because it gives a really solid reason as to like why they can act as like a guide a guide, but not they as influence anything as, directly. Exactly. Yeah. Finally wearing that helmet. Yeah. Red five reporting in. This is gold leader. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like a dog. Yeah. Come on, buddy. Totally. We need you. <laughs> Good boy. Oh, look, Rose is in this movie. She does exist. (laughs) (laughs) Good old Dean. Yeah, love that guy. You look like a short stack of pancakes. I always think of that robot chicken line too. So good, man. So good. And I like that they kind of shut down the Holdo thing in this conversation. Oh, yeah. Let's just jump a couple ships at him. Yeah. I like how they at least acknowledge that. Yeah. Well, I had to do something. It also just becomes the easiest tactic ever. Yeah. And it breaks that movie even more. Yeah. Gosh. (laughs) 
dude almost <laughs> fell and just saves it. <laughs> they, instead of a bag, they should have used uh, one of those uh, ice like, cream mixers. Yeah, yeah. Come on, <laughs> awesome. come at, come at, Kamata or whatever it's called. Yeah, the safes. We'd have a new uh, a new runner to dress up as. <laughs> There's a whole crew that goes to celebration every year. Dresses up as like a, they run like a marathon. Like they jump, <laughs> they dress up in the orange jumpsuits and they just do laps around the main auditorium. That's hilarious. And they all have, yeah, they're all cosplaying as that guy. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we man. we saw them when we were there. Yeah. Wow. I love those helmets, man. <laughs> they get better, yeah, better and better. Aren't they all red or whatever right now? Like, you'd think so Palpatine good. would have like learned his lesson with like a contr- a center control ship that controls everything, like <laughs> from like the the battle droids on Naboo. Oh yeah, like Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't learn from their mistake. <laughs> Just never. <laughs> Yeah. See, I think it would have been cool if, like, the First Order had to come here and take over all of these ships or whatever that Palpatine had built. I thought it was kind of weird that there's just, like, every ship is just fully crewed. Mm. So, in the resource visual dictionary or whatever, they confirmed that all the people that no, are on not. these ships... Um, like, all the all the people on the, the Star Destroyer ships or whatever are the children of all the, like, the Force, like, the dark worshiper people in the in the big, huge, like, in hexagon? arena, arena yeah. thing. Yeah. So, the, so this, uh, this, this planet really actually has, like, a tangible population, just not just, like... Oh, yeah, there's Sith worshippers or whatever. Sith yeah. acolytes, I think. It's So, that was a storyline that was also kind of abandoned by this movie. They didn't really acknowledge the fact that they like they could have used the the fact that there was this thing in the aftermath trilogy and the you know all that stuff that set up the acolytes of the beyond, but instead they decided to call this group. Um, uh, I forget I forget what it was. The fanboys. The <laughs> uh, yeah there was yeah all the fanboys there was a there was a name for them, but uh, I don't know it would have been a really nice like inlet if they actually took advantage of the whole acolytes of the beyond thing and just kind of made it the same thing but apparently so, it's something different are you saying that all those star destroyers are manned by sith acolytes because i i thought they were all yeah. remote controlled same as like the old like thrones trilogy um yeah, yeah no so they're all manned by the children of like those acolyte people huh Shut up, Snap. <laughs> the one ship that's completely different from all the others. <laughs> yeah, what's the new order ship? It's like, yeah, stands out.
See, there's a purpose. <laughs> it's so stupid. No. It's like, oh my gosh. Uh, I, don't know, I don't mind it. It's so like uh, I don't know. It just looks so ridiculous. Like they could like they like to have an old, old western cowboy moment on top of a star destroyer. If you think about it like that, it's actually kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, like I would have been like. I think just just that the mounts look so ridiculous. If they had done like tauntauns or something, that would have been friggin' awesome. But they, instead, they got hairy boar horses. Like, <laughs> it's just like it's like we're watching a bunch of like shaggy dogs like run around. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, it is what it is. I like, the basic premise. I think is cool. No, yeah. I mean, like, I'm just nitpicking. Like. <laughs> the iron throne do it take the throne do it (laughs) they're all these people yeah so all those people their children or whatever are are the staff members on the (laughs) just they just spent their entire lives just trying to make babies (laughs) yeah (laughs) just like like, well don't we all shall i do my master make me babies do it (laughs) breed (laughs) Breed for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's on this like machine. He can't move around by himself, though. Yeah, that was really uh, cool. Yeah, that's it's so cool. like yeah. evil. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. And the machine itself is cool because it's very anime. It's like this just giant like arm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Like, look at that thing. It looks like it's out of an anime movie. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. I love it. <laughs> For like three trilogies, that's all he wants. <laughs> Kill me. Strike me down. You want to. <laughs> Do it. So is his thoughts like if she strikes him down, he'll like possess her? Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah, it's kind of weird so. because that's not what happens at all, like in the previous films. Well, if you think about it as a rule of two, it kind of makes sense. You strike down your master, you gain their power. I mean, the well, the whole reason why that makes sense, though, at least to me, was that the reason why it the rule of two works is because as soon as the apprentice is able to best the master in any way at all, it means that that apprentice knows more than the master does about about the sim- even the simplistic things, right? Even if it is killing somebody in their sleep, it's like, well, yeah. that's something the master didn't think of, right? So it's like the way I see it is like 
whether it be lightsaber combat, better use of the force, whatever, as soon as the apprentice supersedes the master, all of a sudden you have a better master than before. Not yeah, necessarily but- to the point where they possess you or whatever, right? Like, I think it, to me it was all about skill, which is what made right. Palpatine such a formidable villain was because he was uh, he was the, the essentially the the master of like the previous like thousand years worth of Sith master apprentice duos. And uh, and he constructed this gigantic and orchestrated this this massive, uh, you know, plot to take over the galaxy. Like, you know, to me, it was kind of I was able to buy it. But the whole mm-hmm. like force, like, I don't know. The whole like uh, possession thing is kind of it's kind of meh because it kind of. Well, that's why I kind of wonder if his plan was to through some sort of Sith magic, he would possess her and take over her body. Yeah, I mean, I kind of that's that's what I would wonder too. Because I couldn't see Palpatine wanting to sacrifice himself. Obviously, he's got to have some sort of plan where he's going to be in control. It's Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah, they just never clarified that that's what it was. Um, or else, why wouldn't he have just try to like suck a life force to begin with, right? There's got to be some other motive that gives him power. Well, I think it's kind of strange that he sends Ben Solo to come go and kill her, and. Uh, he ends up not being able to do that, but it's like Palpatine's entire plan would have fallen apart if she just died. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. Okay, look at this stupid. Stupid shot right here of the TIE fighter that we never should have had. <laughs> it makes it very confusing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's gonna show up in a second. They cut it out because it's too confusing. <laughs> Did they actually? No, oh, no, I'm I'm sure it's there. There it is. There it is. There it is. It's perfectly fine. Look at that. It's like mint. It's like how did he <laughs> What's funny that? is then Mandalorian canonized that the wings fold. Oh yeah. Well, that's that's a specific model actually, um, because I did some more digging on that, and apparently uh, it's called a Tie Outlander, which it just uh, makes it even more confusing. Uh, or sorry, an Outland Tie. Uh, yeah. It's weird they have all these ties that look the same for the most part. Like they don't have any niche. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, you know what's kind of cool though. Speaking of ties, in uh, Star Wars Squadrons, when you're inside the uh, Tie Bombers, behind you in like the pilot section of the Tie Bomber, there's actually like a compartment for, uh, I think it's like half a dozen like stormtroopers or whatever. So there's a bunch of like it's like set up almost like a dropship. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I don't mean to cut you off if you're gonna go farther into that. I just no. want to point out that. Ben's costume here is so lazy. It annoys the crap out of me. It's like it's just wearing like a black knitted sweater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really is. And like, and like sweatpants. Dude, it's like the Soviet era, like, 
wool jacket. Like I can't even remember. Not even. Yeah. It's it's like a long sleeved sweater. It's like he took off his like medieval garb and he's just wearing yeah. this medieval sweater and sweatpants. It's like it's, yeah. it's like they caught him on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's sitting in front of the TV watching the. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez, had to be today. Yeah, right. I notice it every time. It looks so un Star Wars. It just bothers the crap out of me. Yeah. yeah. Had time to change his shirt after he got stabbed in the chest. <laughs> yeah, that might have been what it was. They're too lazy to like put a scar there or something. Or even just a hole. <laughs> hole in the shirt. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Every like, time. No, no idea. <laughs> He's like, I don't understand it either, but we're going to roll with it. People are using that as a GIF and then yeah. uh, sending out sending out tweets like, this is me after watching, you know, the sequel trilogy or whatever. It's like, why did yeah. it need to happen? No idea. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of scrubs. <laughs> Dude, they just got like yeah. stomped on. Yeah. <laughs> the Knights of Ren are so crappy. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> funny. Dude, like Snoke's Praetorian guards put up a better fight. Yeah, they did by a lot. Oh, yeah. They really did. Like, this whole movie is so rushed, dude. Like, it makes me sad. Yeah. And then just boom. Like, (laughs) yeah. Nothing. This uh, life-sucking concept was something in the uh, Colin Trevorrow script as well. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Oh. No! <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got to go to work, guys. I'll see you later. All right. All right. Good later, later. Yeah. Josh, I don't think you've been more joyous than that very moment. Oh, in the theater, I actually, like, I was like, yes! <laughs> like, screamed out. Yeah, yeah. Yes! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's like, what was it? <gasps> oh, man. So many ships. It's the whole galaxy showing up to help. I know. They didn't show up last time. Uh, how did they get through the chicken soup, though? That's See, that's that's what I was always wondering. Like, none of them got there with the Wayfinder device. 
Yeah, because they needed that special wayfinder to get through it, didn't they? I, I think so, unless they just charted Ray's path in the X-wing and because it seemed like it. getting through that whole like red soupy area, you needed the wayfinder to find a way through, kind of like the. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you think you'd be able to navigate through it, right? Right. People. <laughs> it's like, why are these reviews so bad? It's like, <laughs> they're just fans. <laughs> <laughs> They're not critics, sir. They're just fans. <laughs> oh, man. This is so good. <laughs> if they do another one, you're going to have to cut just that clip and subtitle it and use that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also love that him sucking the life force out of them gives him new robes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most ridiculous part of this entire movie it's like the force can create the force is also a seamstress now yeah and yeah i mean his own private force wardrobe so like i can i can buy it in harry potter when Voldemort comes back and he gets a robe on him, like I can totally buy it mm, because it's, it's, it's all magic and like smoky. Yeah, it, yeah, it looks like smoke around him before it forms into a robe. Exactly, and and somehow I'm able to translate that with with the magic and everything. I'm like, you know what? I could see that being a thing. Like he's able to turn yeah. like, dark smoke into like this cloak kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, I agree. Makes sense. And like, it's like, cool is when he walks on the bottom; it's still all smoky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. But this, I'm like, what the heck, man? Like, man, do you like the lightning gear? To me, it no, looks kind of weird. It looks so dumb. <laughs> it looks oh. like chunky, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a it's like a fiber. It's like, I'm like I'm watching a fiber optic commercial for Bell right now. <laughs> or like uh, blazing speed, fast. <laughs> or like uh, you know when they do the cheesy force lightning in like the low budget movies, and they use those like garden like hoses oh, with the yeah, lights in yeah. them. Doing yeah. that, yeah, kind of like that, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not a big fan of the effect, but okay. Listen very closely for all the voices. Should I turn subtitles on? Yeah, yeah, turn them on. Yeah. Ice window. Ahsoka. Yeah. We got Luminara, Ayla, Addy. I'm glad Anakin. they did this because it ties to the the first one, right? Kanan even. Yeah, like it, it at least ties to the prequels and to the animated series. Yeah, I agree. Because the middle just one wish, just straight up ignored this. 
Oh yeah, totally. And honestly, I just wish that that we had seen the forest ghosts. Like agreed, that'd be like cool. In in this shot right here, where we see her with the lightsaber, like it would have been so good if we had just seen like a crowd of forest ghosts just like come out that of the so shadows. Cool. Kind of like they could have uh, done it like in like Return Harry of the Potter King style. Like return, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. With but, the council, the council of ghosts or whatever. Um, yeah, I know what Zach talking about. I was thinking or, like it'd be cool if they did like even like where it's more like even in her head, right? Where it's from like something like Harry Potter in yeah. uh, at the end of Order of the Phoenix and all those ghosts come out of uh, out of uh, Voldemort's wand, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something like that. Or uh or even Return of the King style where they just come out of nowhere and like there's her and like an army of like ghosts behind her, you know? I can see that. They all just appear. Like like the Aragorn moment where Yeah. He's got all the ghosts behind him. Yeah, like that would have been sick. This part is so lame. Yeah. Uh, I have two lightsabers. <laughs> I've been duped again. <laughs> right? The exact same way. The thing is, again, he destroys himself. Yeah. We've already seen that he can use the force to just grab her and hold her still. Why doesn't he just stop using lightning and grab her with the force? Yeah, exactly. Well, that was badass. Yeah, that was pretty cool. (laughs) 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 That death scene is pretty awesome. Right? Just blowing out the window. Yeah, yeah, I love how you see him kind of like lurch backwards, like, like silhouetted. Yeah. Just n- knocks his wing, Pogo's right. flying off, hits an yeah! asteroid or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, whoops, didn't mean that to happen. <laughs> it's pretty cool to see a Star Destroyer smash into a planet, just saying. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Although it is kind of weird how they came out of that ground completely fine and then going back into it is a problem. Because <laughs> didn't they like come out breaking the surface of the ground? I'm so lost. I don't know. I don't know what you mean. Like earlier on in the film when the Star Destroyers first reveal themselves. Uh, oh. They come out of the, the, the ground of the planet or whatever. I f- that's a good point. I feel like if it was hollowed out, though, like it wasn't going through much dirt, like it was a giant cavern. Yeah, maybe. And then yeah. they're just crashing into like proper planet. I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't very clear when I was watching it to to kind of. Yeah, yeah I never thought about the two together, to be honest. Yeah. 
And credits. <laughs> yeah, they should have just left her dead. Well, I don't get this why they had to use Leia's lightsaber. Why couldn't they have used Luke's green one? I Yeah, I don't know. It's weird I mean, that they just ignored that lightsaber for the entire trilogy. Yeah, pretty much. Like, Ryan Johnson's the only one who brought it back. Did he even bring it back? Well, he brought he he was the one who made the flashback scenes. Oh, just the flashback scenes. Yeah, you're yeah, right. But we we never scenes. see it in like this timeline. No. Like we never see it in the the current time of the films, yeah. It's all predecessing stuff. And then we saw Oh, actually, you know what? That's not true. We saw it in this in this movie's flashback as well with younger Luke. The training? Yeah. It's still not this timeline. Actually, I think we see it at the very, very end, but that's it. Do we? No, no, we don't. That's still that's still these two lightsabers still. So then what happened to it? I don't know. Hmm. You know you know what would be interesting or funny? Is like Ben Solo's like, I think I'm gonna try bring her back with that ability that I only just learned. And he, he does it and he's like, Yes. I'm gonna kiss her because I, I'm gonna kiss her because I get to spend the rest of my life with this like like with this girl, and then he just dies because he like he didn't realize the consequences of like trading lives or whatever. He got duped. Yeah, yeah, he got duped. He just got screwed. And then funny. and then Ray doesn't bring him back. <laughs> they could both live a half life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they come, Such they a come back. Harry Potter reference. Right. <laughs> the unicorn blood. Yeah. A half life. A cursed life. A, cursed a half life. life. <laughs> <laughs> Just immediately dies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just right away. Look, she doesn't bring it back. She doesn't even try. So would that be considered the kiss of death? Oh, that's because uh, that's why because he gets disappeared. Yeah, that's like the kiss of death. I guess. <laughs> I do like that. I, I like how they at the same time. I like how Leia was like holding on almost, yeah, like, almo- almost cool. as if almost as if she was kind of like in him a little bit. Um, like when she kind of passed, she like still stayed within the. The 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 physical reality just to kind of get into his head a little bit and I don't know kind of wait for him as well like maybe at that point she knew what was going to happen. So. That's a good point. It's pretty cool. All these giant star destroyer chunks like flying from the or falling from the sky. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Aesthetically, it's cool. These movies are visually very awesome. Yeah. Some great, like, nice looking shots in there. Is the ghost in there? <laughs> I always like wonder. Uh, the ghost, yeah, it is in there. Yeah. Aha! See, I don't understand why we see all these ships around the galaxy already. During the, ba- during the battle, did they did they say all during the so film? So weird! Yeah, those Ewoks don't look very good, do they? <laughs> it looks the one on the right. The one on the left's okay. The one on the right looks like real, real yeah. weird. Did, did they mention in the film at all that that these ships were already being 
like distributed or across the galaxy? I think those are all the original First Order ships, so they were everywhere. They have been for a long time. They own half the galaxy, right? Yeah. And they were taking over. So at this point, they probably have more than half because at the first movie, they had half. Also, was Palpatine's plan to just rule over with fear with like a ship over every planet or did he intend to actually blow up every single planet? I think it'd be rule of fear because if he blew it up, what would he be ruling over? It's nothing, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's, so I think that's that's what I would think too. Well, that's why he created the Death Star was that he didn't he right after the Death Star went live, he got rid of the Senate because he didn't need them anymore because yeah, he exactly. could rule through yeah. fear instead of through manipulating politics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So. Ugh. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because they screwed him in the first time. But they already gave him a medal in the comics or something, didn't they? Yeah, they did. So this is just a second medal. <laughs> well, it could be that that was like Hans or whoever, right? Maybe, so then he maybe. got it as a gift. But then why would Maz Kanata give it to him? Like, I don't know. Maybe she found it in a drawer. It's like, oh, uh... Oh, we need to make this character relevant. Uh, let's just let's just uh, give her the medal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JJ, whatever you say. <laughs> Be funny if he like roared. It was just like subtitles, like a little late. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the first time ever that you see Chewbacca subtitles. Exactly. About time. Well, even more mind blowing. It's like, what if he actually started talking? It's like you could talk this <laughs> entire <makes> time. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> there, this part right here, they acknowledge. Yeah, there. Let's find out. It's like, well, hmm. I think I've, I'm trying to remember the reason now why they cut it, and I think it was because. She was taken way too young to remember, but then Lando recognizes her and says, like, oh, you're my daughter. And then it was a way to kind of quick, you know, cut to this moment right here that they're like, okay, hey, we can't just drop a bomb like that and, you know, move on. Move yeah. on. Yeah. So they just cut yeah, it I out. Guess I guess I could see that. If I, I can see why they cut it out. Video. But yeah, I can see why they cut it out. I just, I'm like, eh, well, whatever. I wasn't too attached to that plot anyway. But. Oh, it was just like a little crumb they threw at you, right? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Classic Jawas. See, I do like all this stuff, and I like that they left all the gravestones. Yeah, I mean, that's like, pretty cool. Uh, like, like Shmi's gravestone is there, and that's because I think we talked about that in the episode four commentary track, where uh, I mentioned, uh, do we ever see Shmi Skywalker's gravestone? Yeah. We never pan out wide enough and to know. Exactly, the shot's never wide enough to see it, but in this one, you actually do see it. That's pretty cool. I mean, right there is JJ at least acknowledging some of the history. 
Yeah, at least it's at least it's something. At least I'm pretty sure that's the gravestones, but I don't know. It, it looked like it to me. So are you excited for the spinoff movie where someone finds the lightsabers? Oh, man. Or the comic book story. Somebody goes and just digs it up again. <laughs> yep. And we start over again. Yeah. And then somebody, it's a, it's, it's a, another like girl on uh, Exegol that... Uh, Living on a planet with crash star destroyers and <laughs> this trilogy just all over again. Do you like her it's lightsaber? Just, well, it's weird that it's yellow, but why would she know to make a yellow lightsaber? But <laughs> I think well, they've actually been introducing more of the yellow lightsabers through the canon. Um, yeah, but how would Ray specifically know about yellow lightsabers? Uh, I don't know. I think it's probably just the color of her kyber crystal wherever she got it, right? Yeah, fair enough. See, I always thought that she would end up using the crystal in... Like, I thought she might use the crystals in, like, Leia and Luke's lightsabers or something. That's what I thought she would have done, too. But, yeah, I guess guess she went out and got her own, in which case there's a very high chance it could have even been purple or... Or yeah. or green or blue or whatever, right? Uh, and yellow being one of the options. So I'm just disappointed it's not a double bladed. Yeah, um, that was that was a missed opportunity, and and I think like they did they did an okay job at acknowledging it with like the dark ray moments, but the whole movie of Duel of Fates would have had her wielding a double bladed lightsaber. That's what it should have been. At least man. the majority of it looked like it would have been based on concept art. So it it should have been it should have been that, right? Like that'd be cool. Honestly, that was my preference. It just made so much sense. It's weird that they didn't like commit. Man. It is, yeah. But ironically, I mean, the only Jedi we see wielding double bladed lightsabers are yellow. <laughs> yeah. Well that and uh Ahsoka's little Shoto lightsaber uh from the Clone Wars is also kind of a, a, a yellowy It's a yellowy green. green, yeah. It's kind yeah. of like a light lighter green. Yeah, exactly. So there's that. Um in the Star Wars comics right now, they're they're actually insinuating that Luke wielded a yellow bladed lightsaber after um episode five before he makes his green one there's uh there's yeah uh i forget i think somebody either gave it to him um that knew some sort of jedi or whatever who left it with them when they died or something there was some sort of storyline that they're doing right now in the marvel comics that take place between episode five and six uh so there's a yellow one there uh, Jedi Fallen Order left the opportunity open to having a yellow lightsaber along with some other colors that we had never seen before, like orange and all that. Okay. Um, Which and, originally in the non-canon was wielded by Sith. Orange? Yeah, they had red yeah. and orange lightsabers. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess now it's just uh, Sith for red. But um, yeah, and then what else? I think there was... Uh, uh, I think there was a yellow lightsaber that Vader fought. Uh, it was his first Jedi kill. And uh, Vader's kyber crystal was previously yellow, I believe, before he like made it bleed. Interesting. 
Yeah. And this is, I assume, a crystal that he would have killed a Jedi and taken. Uh, this is yeah. So this is the the lightsaber. I think that he ended up killing someone, and I, at least I think that's what it was. Um, yeah, because I guess I've never read the story. I'm sure it's canonized somewhere now, but I've never read the story of how Vader gets his next crystal before, like after he loses his original lightsaber. Yeah. Um, oh. Oh. Never mind. Sorry. That one was. That's a green lightsaber uh, that the guy that he got his kyber crystal from sorry not yellow it's green um i'm trying to think of somebody else i'm pretty sure there was someone in the canon, anyway. at least in the comic books that had yellow lights here but whatever it's it's yeah. it's a thing yeah i guess it's the first one that we've seen on live action film which is interesting enough but uh, yeah so i mean like this movie like just overall like what, what do you think about this movie because i mean well, I, I still feel the same way that I said at the beginning. Like the movie had a lot of cool ideas, and I'm I personally am not opposed to Palpatine coming back. Darth Plagueis would have been my preference, but barring that, I'm not opposed to Palpatine coming back just because I don't know how you do a, a, a bigger villain than than Palpatine. Because I mean, other than Plagueis, exactly. Because that, yeah. that's my opinion on it. I don't think you can. Make some new random person say, "Oh, he was stronger than Palpatine all along," because we had these other six movies that built Palpatine up to be the, the Emperor. Mm-hmm. So then to have another sequel trilogy, just some random guy shows up, it just—it's not as impactful. That's that's so, something I think that, and this is also why I like Duel of Fates better because even though they didn't go with the whole Palpatine Plagueis plotline, whatever the case is, right? Like this movie brought Palpatine back. You know, my suggestion of having instead of Palpatine having Plagueis slash Snoke be uh, be the thing that would have been that mm-hmm. been cool too. But uh, I think when it comes down to this trilogy embracing itself as like its own identity, which is what I think they were going for, you know, and which is why Colin Trevorrow's script got so far in in the planning phase uh, that uh, that really the true villain of this trilogy should have been Ben Solo. Like he should have not been redeemed. He should have just been like fallen the whole way through. Yeah. yeah, He should have just followed through with his character. And that, that also would have made him different than Anakin who is, this is his story or should be right. And, uh, and it's called the Skywalker saga for a reason. Right. And that, that was George's intention when he did the prequels is that he made the Skywalker saga, like this six part saga about this character. Right. Um, and that's no accident because everyone's favorite character, like a lot of people's favorite character is Darth Vader. It is, and, yeah, for sure. Even, even though Luke is the protagonist of those films, it's still technically Vader's story. And But the, the problem end, is, this is the issue they had. The way they created Ben is he never had that persona that Vader had. He was never that commanding, right? So like... And this came across a lot in the middle movie where he finally became the supreme leader, but he didn't have the presence. He just, he felt like some kid who was given the reins and was, he was, he only got it because there was no one else. Right. He he didn't earn it. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's where the storyline in duel of fates takes it to a, a much better place because 
he, he didn't earn it and he's still trying to get there right and so like they just took him down to the gutter kind of thing like it's like this yeah. kid's never gonna stop trying to be vader he's never gonna stop trying to get that what he doesn't have right like i would almost expect if they went down that plot line of him continuing to be the leader of this giant galactic order of not space nazis essentially I would expect a lot of troops to start to undermine him because they wouldn't think that he is the rightful ruler, right? Yeah. And then he would have to do something to, like, consolidate his power. Like Ben Ben Solo, that is? Yeah, he would have to do yeah. something to, like, prove that he's the one who should be in control. So, like, mm-hmm. let's well, say, for example, like with the Nazis, if Hitler was killed and someone else stepped up to take over as the Fuhrer, I'm sure a lot, there would be a lot of like segregation, a lot of different groups would all separate off, right? Because they would all have their own ideals and idea of how it should work. So if there's this giant galactic organization and all of a sudden Kylo just like overnight becomes their new leader and he's clearly not what the old leader was being like Snoke. Yeah. There would be a lot of people that would be second guessing it and see opportunity to take over themselves or to go do their own thing, right? Like there'd be a lot yeah. of different people all trying to do something different. It's it's interesting that you bring that up because that's exactly what we see happen to the empire when it falls apart. When the exactly, no and I think around, you I think that's what would happen again. I do. Yeah, like warmongering moths and generals, profiteering. Like right? Yeah, exactly. So. Um, so like that, that I think is something that had a lot of potential with, with Duel of Fates. I think if they went that direction, even though he's like now the guy in charge, is he really in charge? And, uh, now we see him striving for even more power than he's, than he's already got. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and like uh, if it was a smaller organization, like let's say it was like a company, I could see that, but we're talking about a, like a, Half of the galaxy is ruled by the, this one guy who was Snoke, and he's just like assassinated. Another guy just like steps into his place. You expect the entire like trillions of people to just go along with it, mm. and no one's gonna like challenge it. Yeah, it just seems so unlikely to me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, l- let's take a moment to talk about some of the character development differences between Trevorrow's version of the film. So now that we've just watched Rise of Skywalker, uh, here's, here's some, here's some things. Uh, and if any of them stick out, just, 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 uh, just, um, bring them up, but I'll run through like two or three at, the, at a time. Sure. So the first one, Rose Tico had way more to do in Duel of Fates than she did in Rise of Skywalker. And that's, that's not, not surprising. Well. Yeah. And that's not something difficult to achieve. She was barely in Rise of Skywalker. Rose was just in about every important moment from. Uh, she Duel was of barely Fates. above a cameo in this movie, to exactly. be honest. Yeah. So that's something that would have been a huge difference. Um, another big one Ray has a double bladed blue lightsaber made from the broken remnants of Anakin's lightsaber, it having been destroyed in The Last Jedi during the struggle with kylo ren i think that's a better direction the fact that she rebuilt it to be the exact same lightsaber with no knowledge of how lightsabers work to me is very silly yeah it's like she just taped it together and it still worked yeah it's so <laughs> stupid yeah uh ray who wears all black doesn't have any hesitation and doubt that she displays in the rise of skywalker um 
she uh, uh, Trevorrow described her as a, a grown woman, powerful, strong. Uh, she also has nightmares of Kylo Ren due to their f- their strong force bond. Uh, That's kind of cool. I like yeah. that. So they kind of turned it into this interesting, like this has got some consequences to it as well. Because mm-hmm. uh, makes sense because in each other's they were. Sense, right? In the previous movie, Last Jedi, they were drawn together, right? And then that's how they made that connection, and they defeated Snoke through yeah, that. Yeah, Snow, and Snoke and was then, binding their minds, right? And yeah, uh, and then immediately after that, you feel you think that Ben is going to become like a good guy, a hero, and then instead he sees his opportunity to grasp the power that he wanted. Yep, and he turns towards the dark side again. And they're forced to go different directions. So you could, I could definitely see that. Uh, yeah. Then their their bond continuing to have like negative consequences for Ray. I can yeah. see that. Seems and like and cool. one of the one of them being light, one of them being dark. Like it's an interesting like physical. And this is one of the things I really love about Last Jedi is that there's like a physical kind of like yin yang effect going on, like a balance yeah. sort of thing. And yeah, totally. Yeah, and they allude yeah. a lot to like, there's always got to be a balance of power in the forest, right? Between the positive yeah. and the negative. It has to be yeah, balance. Yeah. And now that there's only two force wielders left, all of the power of both the positive and the negative all reside within these two individuals. Right. Um, so here's a big one. Uh, in Duel of Fates, there's a lot of sexual tension between Ray and Poe. <laughs> Uh, they even kiss what? at one point. Uh, the okay. only thing holding them back is Luke's voice telling her that Jedi should have no attachments. With Poe. By the, by the way, I'm getting this all off of a website called uh, Fan Sided, which apparently they have claimed to have read uh, the majority of the outline. So, mm. you know, I'm just kind of I'm not stating these as like 100 percent facts because yeah. it's not like we can actually get our hands on the script in the first place. It's just like leaked you know confirmed leaked mm-hmm. outlines but uh but yeah this i is- actually think that this last that last point is kind of ridiculous i think they in the, that case they should have actually swapped poe and finn and it should have been her and finn because they have that past history already and it makes a lot more sense if they were going to go that route her and poe met each other at the end of the last movie yeah, and and I think they're drawing this off of at least if if this is true, if this was in the script, Trevorrow was probably feeding off of that scene where where they kind of shake hands and they kind of smile and there's a bit of something there. Oh, but like they, yeah, a, she gets a crush because like she's in high school. Yeah, yeah, it was like a little crush or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I don't uh, know. I, I don't. I don't know about it either. Yeah, I I, I personally liked the kylo ray dynamic i do too i thought that was good if they weren't going to do that i'd rather her be interested in finn just because it feels like all the movies finn is after her and mm-hmm. she just like shuts him down friends friend zone <laughs> yeah she has friends zone, the friend like, zone. right <laughs> <laughs> so i personally see that like maybe finn like they do the the high school movie thing where it's like the guy likes the girl, but the girl doesn't see it, and then she you know she's after like the bad boy, which is Kylo, and then finally at the end she realizes what was in front of her the entire time was everything she ever needed, and that was Finn. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you could write a book, man. Uh, the, 
the Knights of Ren have a ton of stuff to do in this movie. They even have names. There is Hataska uh, Ren, who wields the Darksaber somehow. Uh, he's the leader, uh, armored and caped in black. Uh, Ot Ren and Laurel Ren work as a duo. And uh, Jadek Ren is the rogue, his mask evoking an angry ghost. And their ship is called the Knife Nine. Hmm. Sounds better. Just just the fact that like I appreciate that this movie acknowledged that they exist after dropping their name in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it, at the it, same it just, time, they didn't really feel like anything different than regular stormtroopers, really. Uh, yeah. Like, exactly. It, it just, they just this, had different costumes. Movie, and and this movie just didn't do enough to even service JJ's own other movie. It's like it's like he made no. this movie without even thinking too much about some of the stuff he already set up in the first movie and, it, yep, and i agree and, they, and again if they ran into the excuse of not having enough time they should have just made the movie longer like would have solved every problem people would have sat there for three hours of star wars no problem you know? yeah i think so too it is i don't, I don't know uh, there's a lot of missed opportunities and so many i well, felt like i've that happened throughout this entire trilogy pretty oh, consistently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So much. Uh, I mean, I still can't believe that we haven't had a scene at all where Luke, like Mark Hamill and Hayden Christensen are in the scene together. Like, that's so true. It's it's like the biggest flop ever. Like, I mean, Return of the Jedi was purposely like you know fixed up by george in the special editions to have that you know it's true and, and, he did set it up like, perfectly he set it up perfectly and it's something i know for a fact we would have had if george had his way with this trilogy like yeah i can see no that. doubt about it i i'm convinced there's so many rumors about it too yeah there's rumors yeah, there was, all the time yeah. like oh hayden christensen was on set yeah yeah exactly and and uh i mean and we're talking like we're talking about all these things it's like based on with Hayden Christensen and all that and with the sequels and it's like this is all based on ep- like original draft episode seven stuff right like I mean like and there's three movies to a trilogy so yeah. at least somewhere in there we would have had him or even Liam Neeson show up again that, like, would, be cool. that would have been awesome or if they had uh, like uh, Ewan McGregor show up as Obi-Wan yeah just like age him a bit like if they, they can de-age people in all these Marvel films like you know they can totally oh, age yeah. somebody like yeah no absolutely yeah no, no problem it's, it's mean, easier way easier to make people older than it is to make people younger I know and it's like they have six Star Wars movies behind this trilogy why don't they use it you know it's like it's like they they build up well it's the same as the aliens man they just refuse to use stuff that's been established instead they just have to keep cramming in new stuff and show so no like homage or like relation to anything that came before it and i think that's exactly what everyone gets so annoyed about yeah yeah and 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 you know it's like i i honestly like when i think about it in the context of the saga this trilogy just does not work at all like from the first movie to the last like doesn't fit it's it's just like it's almost like it purposely goes out of its way not to have anything to do with the other movies at all it's really clunky for sure i will say that and then the few times that they that they try and connect it it feels like it's forceful like 
it's like Palpatine's back. Boom. Like <laughs> it's like we got to try and make it make it have make sense with the other movies. Let's let's bring back the villain from those movies and hopefully it makes sense, right? It's like I feel like this trilogy had a lot of potential, but it got it got, it got lost in too many cooks in the kitchen. Oh yeah. Yeah. And sure. it just kind of Not forced pre-planning. Yeah, honestly, I think that's where it got lost. I think it had a lot of potential and they could have done something really cool, but they they didn't do enough pre-planning and the whole thing just didn't come together very well. It had a lot mm. of cool individual moments that I th- were, were fun and interesting. Some stuff that was absolutely visually astounding. But the story itself, I do think, feels a little awkward. It does. Yeah, for sure. Um, here, let me let me read off a few more points here. Four sensitive broom boy from Last Jedi is alive and well. <laughs> <laughs> so they actually okay. would have done something with broom boy they would have well chris Ter- uh, sorry uh colin Trevorrow would have um hux now a chancellor is pure forced first order evil and he's not a spy they would have gone full like nazi hux that we saw that's what they should have done yeah they basically he's... what what pride was in this movie should have been hux yes yeah i know that jj didn't do it like if i, if I were to guess JJ wouldn't he didn't do it in this movie because Hawks in the previous movie became too much of a comic relief and didn't carry the persona that like was wanted for a character of that position. Right. I do totally get that. So again, this comes down to the clunkiness of different directors. Yeah. And but uh, I, I do think Hawks would have been able to fill that position. Yeah, I think I think so. I think if they played his character well enough in the script that they could have pulled it because they did it in Force Awakens, right? Like like JJ. Yeah, set that's up exactly what he was in Force Awakens. It was yeah, only he's... Last Jedi where he started becoming comical and really lost his persona. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a completely Those different character. Movies is an entirely different character. Yeah. Yeah, and and in this one, in in Colin Trevorrow's version, he's in charge of the First Order troops on Coruscant lives a life of luxury with his own collection of Force-sensitive objects that includes a Jedi's lightsaber in a glass case. Oh, so um, a, we would have actually got to see Coruscant. Yes. Yeah, actually, the majority of the movie, the final battle, takes place on, on Coruscant. That would have been awesome. I would have loved that. Yeah. Yeah. Because this entire trilogy ignored Coruscant altogether. Well, and any of the, the planets from the prequels and the originals, aside from... The last Tatooine. little, aside from the last section of the Rise of Skywalker, where we see Endor, Bespin, Tatooine, you know, they're it's like, like, like flashback. Like yeah, it's like, it's like okay, it's like throw us a bone, why not? But whatever. Uh, <laughs> when we see uh, Kylo Ren at first, he's on Mustafar, uh, well, it's just, you know, Vader's planet. He's in a ragged cloak and has a beard, and he's got a droid companion that stays with him throughout the script. Uh, his name is VX20. And they actually go into Vader's castle, um, a forgotten, decrepit cathedral, crumbling pieces of structure litter on the ground, untouched for decades. I gotta say, so far as we're going through the checklist, it sounds a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like they they came up with this whole castle in Rogue One. It would have been the perfect tie into even that movie too, right? Yeah, like, well, he was already on Mustafar, so why wouldn't he go to Vader's castle? Unless Vader's right? castle was yeah. destroyed. I mean, he's like, a Vader fanboy. Why not? Right? Like, it's weird that it's perfect. Well, I guess we're left to assume as fans that he had already done that years ago. I guess so, but I mean, like, I want to watch a movie where this happens. 
Agreed. Agreed. Uh, it's weird point, that he wouldn't do it. Exactly. At, at one point, Kylo Ren gets horribly injured and has to undergo painful surgery to repair what's left, just like Anakin when he became Darth Vader. Yeah, so this uh, is the thing you talked about earlier in the recording yes. where he, he like his face and the mask become like one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is Leia, pretty cool. I'd be down for that. I, I'd be down, yeah, more damage on... Ben, like, like exactly what I mentioned earlier, like he just embraces his persona so much better. Um, Leia has all gray hair and wears white ropes. Uh, oh, yeah. And she lives all the way through the movie. So obviously, this is a huge complication to this script. I wonder if mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher hadn't died, that they may have gone with Colin Trevorrow's version of the movie. And you I think that like, might have been the difference? I feel like that was a contributing factor to why they didn't go his direction because he wasn't that. able to fully collaborate with them in a way to write this film without that character. Well, did they did Colin Trevorrow ever say specifically why he stepped away? Like what was the what was the main thing? Oh, it was uh 100% due to creative differences. Like he wanted to continue writing uh this iteration of the story and then I think the whole Carrie Fisher thing happened and it became a little bit of a problem. And and then I think they just couldn't figure out a way to move forward from that point onwards. So Carrie? So, yeah. So like, I don't know if that is like the deciding factor. I don't know if they ever pinned it on that reason in particular. But I mean, this script got far enough that they started doing all these concept like artworks. Maybe so, you should look up some dates, but I felt like... Trevorrow had stepped away before Carrie passed away. Um, let me look this up. Uh, Colin Trevorrow, why Colin Trevorrow was fired? Um, so yeah, I'm I'm not entirely sure when this happened. Um, oh, here twenty. There's an article I'm reading from September 5th, 2017. Um, Is that around the same time, I think? Yeah, Yeah. I'm looking up right now. It's 2017. Fall of 2017. And when did... did, uh, Last Jedi came out. Well, that was. Um, I remember Carrie Fisher passing away in like the New Year though, around Christmas. Uh, twenty seventeen. Uh, her she died, December twenty seventh, twenty sixteen. There you go. Okay, I knew so, it was around Christmas. So Carrie did die before Colin Trevorrow stepped out. Okay, uh, like at least gives uh, us some context. Yeah, and that was quite a while after. Uh, she died that he did step out, step down, but okay. it makes me wonder how much more of the pre-planning they had to do, and if during that entire time that they were pre-planning, like how much did they have to try and change going back and forth and stuff? Because I'm assuming by that point, when she died, that was when uh, around the same time that I think that was when Rogue One came out, uh, because I remember yeah, it would have been that, around there. Yeah, and 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 Last Jedi was already, already in in post production around that time, or at least going into that into that. Uh, I think it had already started. And, I think that's right. Uh, uh, Force Awakens was twenty fifteen, and it means that Rogue One was Christmas twenty sixteen, and Carrie passed away like 
just after it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It just like literally a week or two later. And, uh, and then, uh, last Jedi came out the following December, yeah. uh, which meant a lot of the filming had already wrapped on that film by the time she died, which meant that Colin Trevorrow and Ryan Johnson had already had long chats, um, yeah. about the continuation of this plot. Right. Um, and obviously the last Jedi was, uh, already set up with Leia living the whole way through and they've already decided to kill off uh, yes. in that one. They yep. they killed off Luke. Exactly. So that yeah. means that the only original trilogy member left, excluding Lando, but the original trio, uh, who would, would have been Leia, was now gone. So all the original characters were gone before Trevorrow even got to start. Mm. Yeah. Um here, there's, I got three more points here. Uh, Luke Skywalker is a Force ghost. He constantly talks to Kylo Ren throughout the film, uh, as well as to Leia and Rey. Uh, Mark Hamill would have had a lot more to do in this movie. I think that um, would be better. I think he would have made a good Force ghost. He should have done at least as much as Obi Wan did in the original oh, yeah. trilogy. Yeah, exactly. Like would have been so much better in that scenario. Uh, Lando does show up in the final act to save the day, just like in Rise of Skywalker. Uh, that would be the same. And a new trooper called the Brute Trooper is introduced. There are mercenaries paid to even go farther with brutality than regular stormtroopers. They have chrome-like armor like Phasma. Whatever. Meh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so motivation behind the hero and villain are different. Instead of searching for Palpatine, Kylo Ren and Rey are both searching for an ancient Force-sensitive planet called Mortis. Uh, that's right. The extremely popular story arc from the animated series Star Wars Clone Wars plays a role in the Duel of Fates. Um, the overarching story of the film is wildly different as well. Coruscant is the shell of its former self, no longer the pristine capital of the Republic as seen in the prequel films. It is now an oppressed planet uh, ruled over by the First Order. Um, a, a boy named uh, Dad... Uh, <laughs> confusing da, yeah dad uh dad. The, uh, downtrodden people where there were uh in the name of the resistance uh early in the film ray poe finn rose bb8 steel the dreadnought class star destroyer called the eclipse which is a huge uh callback to palpatine's ship i believe which is also called the eclipse uh this ship is massive so massive that it can hold all the resistance ships at once, <laughs> uh, <laughs> while also holding an entire army full of First Order starships, walkers, and weapons, uh, the ragtag resistance of The Last Jedi is no more. With the Eclipse as their flagship, they are uh, now a proper army. Uh, so this ship is the explanation for why the resistance can continue the fight, because this tiny group of people goes out, steals this ship, and now they've got like all the weapons and, and, and ships and walkers and whatever they need to actually fight the First Order. Yeah. Um, the Old Republic is mentioned a ton in this script. Uh, there's a beacon that can send a signal to the entire galaxy calling friends uh, of the Jedi to war. That beacon is located in the Jedi Temple or what's left of it on Coruscant. Um, Force Ghost Luke continues to train Rey and uh, she does training in a Jedi dojo. There she has a vision of Mortis at the same time as Kylo Ren who is now on Coruscant and near death. Uh, medical droids work to save him and he gets a new mask to cover his badly burned face 
like in all the sequel films, Hux continues to plot against Kylo. He an- answers to uh, a group of super rich aliens who actually run the First Order. Uh, the way they are described, they could be in the same group of elites from the Canto Bite storyline. Um yeah they're like the banking clan of like the first order kind of thing i guess they're the investors because as we learned throughout uh several of the extended i think like the one of the actual like cutting room floor episodes that the banking clan was in control of a lot of the separatists right yeah yeah they had, they had the ponzi scheme going on they were funding both sides of the war yeah yeah, exactly. And I actually kind of liked I kind of like that a little bit because it's like adds that kind of scumminess to Oh, for sure. Cuz I feel like a lot of these these sequel films they're just too clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's not enough scum and villainy in these films. Yeah, actually no, that's very true. We don't run into any Jabba like characters at all. No bounty hunters. No. I mean, we like meet that. a handful of side characters that are like Spice runners or whatever, like this last one we met, Poe's yeah. ex-girlfriend or whatever. But that's Enough. more like there's not there's no storyline that has to do with any scum. No. There's just yeah. like we come across a couple of characters that are from that lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. And it's like them sitting in Mouse Canada's ta- uh, castle or whatever, having a having a, a, a drink and some fruit. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't replace the 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 the, the side mon- story that the was Jabba after half the characters. Yeah, any of that stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I have to say, so far the checkpoints of the movie itself do sound like it would have been a really good film. If, oh, and oh, this is that's not even my favorite. I mean, we've hit the whole Mortis thing, the Force Ghost Luke yeah, thing, everything. I, this the part, Mortis thing, man. Let me let me read you this part here. This this part is where it gets really good. Kylo Ren searches for and finds an ancient master called uh, Tor Valum. So I'm not so keen on the fact that he's a Sith master. I think this mm. should be maybe even Plagueis, but who knows? He sits among the remains of an ancient Jedi and Sith battle. Uh, armor, weapons, and skeletons are everywhere. Uh, the mountain of junk moves, uh, and from it, as if disguised within, comes Tor Valum, 7,000 years old, an alien of unknown origin. Spinely and tense, uh, mm-hmm. sinew and muscle pulled tight. Uh, when they meet, Kylo actually utters the name of Darth Plagueis, uh, Palpatine's former master. This is a huge nerd moment for me. Apologies. Oh, this is the writer talking. Uh, yeah. So so it turns out that this Tor Valum character is Darth Plagueis because Darth Plagueis is his Darth name. So I guess Tor Valum is okay. Darth Plagueis. Uh, well, that in itself would have made the movie better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Darth Plagueis existing. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, that being said, I'm not super keen on the obvious like Sith version of Yoda. Just yeah. kind of what they're going for. That's fair. Yeah. I, yeah. That's the uh, part that I'm kind of like not like. I'd rather it have just there. been Plagueis as we know him as Palpatine's master and not some weird ancient. Guy. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think, and, and yeah, and again, this is not necessarily confirmed to be the final script. In fact, you know, there's probably other iterations that they tried before they decided to part ways, right? So, um, this is just one of the scripts that made it to concept art level approval, and uh, you know, I guess that would have been a minor detail, but I mean, Torvalum, aka Plagueis, like 
how old he is, whatever, like those minor things, it's all it needs is like a simple like change of script and that's it, right? And a visual visual change as well. Uh, but even though we've never seen Plagueis and, and in the canon, we still don't really know that much about him. All that those facts come from the EU. Technically, they could change that stuff if they really wanted to. But it's true because we know him as a moon. But he doesn't necessarily have to be there. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I like I like your thinking as well, though. I like I'd, I'd prefer that as well. Like the, the one that we know from the EU. That's the one that I would have been prefer- preferred to have been served with. But so I decided to look up the name Tor Valum because there is so much uh, leaked concept art. Oh, yeah. And so I guess there is an actual design for him, and he is definitely oh, not a moon. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So there is one of the concept arts does depict this character, and he's got like six eyes and whatever. Yeah. yeah. He looks like something from like the Alien franchise. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, so uh yeah i don't know i mean i i like the idea that he's darth plagueis um uh, the concept is is there and you know i love the fact that they included that uh he raises a shade of darth vader for kylo ren to fight uh so it's basically like a repetitive moment of like luke in the the cave on dagobah yeah uh, fighting fighting vader except it's kylo ren fighting vader and uh in this vision um kylo loses the fight like gets his ass whooped Mm -hmm. and then angrily confronts his new master and kills him and so like yeah so kylo ren kills another another sith master yeah he kills plagueis and uh that is that is uh the end of plagueis i guess Um, what see that's dumb that that's the part i don't like that's um, that's ridiculous. They have yeah. this huge lead up of this guy who's been around for all six films, and then boom, did gone. Ben just gets yeah. mad and cuts him in half, and it's over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the part I was like, that's weak. Uh, that's yeah. really weak. Yeah. So um, Kylo learns to drain the life force from beings to heal himself, and uh, it's called the light of the living force, and it gets used in a pivotal moment in the end of the film. Uh, that's different from the Rise of Skywalker. In that film, Rey learns to use the Force to heal, and uh, Kylo senses she has grown stronger. In Duel of Fates, Rey senses he's grown stronger after he kills Tor Valum. So, uh, on Coruscant, Finn and Rose ignite the Jedi Temple Kyber Crystal Beacon that calls everyone to battle against evil, and the light is shown traveling into distant star systems, calling for aid. And this leads us to a very exciting and very different second and third act of the script um it's far more exciting than what happened in rise anyways is what they say so a beam of temple uh, a beam from the temple touches planet after planet kind of like a laser going across the galaxy uh we see familiar faces in this homage as each like planet gets touched by the light uh bosk uh from empire strikes back briefly shows up uh kylo ren stops the transmission from the temple shows up yeah, just one of the many cameos that we would have seen in this in That's this homage. Yeah, Kylo Ren stops the transmission from the temple from thousands of light years away by using the Force. Okay, then uh, Rose seemingly dies when a First Order tro- trooper uh, shoots her with a blaster and then falls into the rubble of the temple. Uh, Ray is recognized everywhere she goes, so she has to hide her identities. She's kind of like a celebrity, I guess. 
but she's too late and oh no sorry that's like that's like i guess recognized might be like by like first order i guess uh, mm, but she's yeah. too late and the Knights of Ren find her. So she takes them on by herself. Uh, Chewbacca and Poe eventually join the fight. Chewie grabs one of the Knights of Ren by the neck, throws him off a platform. Uh, there's an artwork for that too. I've seen it. Uh, then he shoots him uh, out of the air. <laughs> so like playing, uh, play, what's that like disc golf thing? You know? Yeah. Frisbee golf. Fris- yeah. But you're like, you have a gun and you're shooting the, the, the the frisbees i forget the name of that uh ray isn't some godmother yeah, no, no. jedi in duel of fates the leader of uh the knights of ren land hit on her with the dark saber she's disarmed uh raises his weapon to finish her off and she has a vision and so the knights of ren stand over her raises the dark saber to kill her and when he does ray gets a good look at his mask and then there's a force back that happens. And then there's dark figures in the rain, voices screaming, lightning flashing, revealing him uh, back to, uh, I guess, some, I don't know, Bonadin docking a Ray Sons. I don't know what that is. The vision stirs a deep, vengeful anger in Ray, and she can't yet explain, but knows to be true that Hataska brings the saber down. She extends her good hand. Uh, Purple force lightning flows from her fingertips. And Hataska Ren's skull flashes within his helmet and it destroys him. The body falls smoking. So Ray just powered up with like force lightning. So um, I guess they stole that for this version then. I, I guess so, yeah. Uh maybe that maybe that's why maybe that's what they decided, like, oh, she's got lightning. Maybe she can be a palpatine, like. We can blame Colin Gerard for that. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, I could have fueled the fire. Yeah, maybe. Wouldn't be uh, surprised. Uh, she knows she has to make Poe and Chewbacca leave because they aren't force sensitive and therefore can't go to Mortis. She uses the Jedi mind trick to make them go. Uh, Ray kisses Poe goodbye. Uh, Ray boards the knife nine, goes to Mortis, while the rest of them go to Coruscant. Rose is actually alive, but she's being tortured by Hux. Uh, a lot of celebration in that scene i'm sure yeah exactly ray and kylo <laughs> arrive on yeah oh man there would have been cheers uh ray and kylo arrive on mortis but on opposite sides of the planet and because if you remember mortis from the clone wars there's like a light side and like a dark side of the planet yeah i remember that yeah and what i'm curious is how they would use it when the three family members that were originally there have all died See, I thought that Mortis just kind of disappeared when the Anchorites died, right? Yeah, because because it that, that they couldn't was, find it again, right? They, yeah, like they they all woke up and they were back in their ship again. And it's like, oh, exactly. Like, I remember them. It was alluded that they would never be able to actually find the planet. Like the planet doesn't exist at the same time as that it does. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> I love this. Okay, there is confirmation that even in Trevorrow's episode 9, Finn would have been yelling Ray over and over. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I've got a few That's pictures so here. I've been looking through images of concept art, and there's definitely a handful of images of Finn all, like, screaming. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I can only assume that he's screaming out Ray. He's probably just making fun of the, the, whole, the whole idea. Oh, um, man. 
On Unmortis, Ray and Kylo meet, fight. She finds a vision of the Force that shows her that her parents weren't just filthy junk traders. They didn't leave her on Jakku for drinking money. They were protecting her from Kylo Ren, and Kylo killed Ray's parents on Snoke's orders. See, I don't really... I don't really like that because they're supposed to be somewhat similar in age, at least within the 10 year bracket. And okay. when she was a kid, Ben Solo was still a Jedi. At least he was still like I mean, growing so, up in the Solo household with Leia as like a politician still and everything. Okay. So, But how that, old would, would Ben have actually been? Would he not have been like under 10? Well, those flashbacks with with Ray on on Jakku when their parents when her her the ship takes yeah. off and leaves, right? Like I'm assuming, like that, like that's where this in Rise of Skywalker, that's where they had this like Sith assassin person like kill her parents instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so she would have like she was like seven or something like that. So he must have been ma- no more than 15, 16, 17 years old, maybe. Okay, it's even older than I would have thought, but yeah, still not yeah. unreasonable. It's still not unreasonable, no. But I mean, like, I guess, I guess I'm like, I don't know. I I don't really know if like, I like the fact that oh, like maybe Ben Solo actually killed her parents, um, but perhaps it wasn't that long ago. Maybe it was like more recently, and they were just filthy junk traders that left her mm. for money and. And, you know, based on Snoke's orders, like he had uh, Ben track them down and kill them so they wouldn't get in the way later, I guess, when they come for Ray or something. Like, I don't know. Maybe there, there could have been something they could have okay, done. Okay, because I always thought that they were killed when Palpatine was still around, essentially. Because Palpatine is the one that wanted them killed in the first place. It's That's his clone. That's his, that's his like, new body that ordered... That ordered uh, the assassin or whatever to to kill them because Ray's dad is a failed. Clone he's not force sensitive. Yeah, of it's a failed clone of Palpatine, right? And he's not oh, he's not. Sensitive. Oh, so they made him an actual clone. See, they, he's they didn't to, make him like a yeah. proper offspring. Yeah, like he's he's supposed to be. Um, He's supposed to be a clone, I'm pretty sure. Because okay, that, that's news to me. I haven't heard that part yet. Yeah, because because Palpatine didn't have any like lover person, like all. I the, figured you'd have like courtesans. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure Ray's Ray's dad is is like a a clone. Um, in fact, if I if I look up Ray's father. Uh, it says Ray's father, their father was a bioengineered strand cast, which is a modified clone of the human Sith Lord Darth Sidious. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That's a new canon then. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, that, that's on the Wikipedia. Um, so yeah, Ray's, well, I mean like, cause it, because, because, uh, Palpatine had all these clones that he was transferring his soul into or whatever. It kind of yeah. explains that to this the experiments. one, yeah, this one, I guess, just uh, didn't didn't have the create the the connection to the forest, so they, you know, he was just kind of a useless uh, thing. But it, it says on his page, and this is somewhere in the canon that they wrote this in a <clears throat> excuse me in a uh, resource book. Sidious kept him alive on purpose for of continuing the Palpatine bloodline. So because he was, uh, he didn't have a deformed body. He just didn't have a connection to the force. He thought that if he kept him alive and just kind of like 
cut them loose and just kept tabs that he would have offspring and maybe they would have the mm. connection that to power sensitivity yeah. yeah that he's looking for yeah and then uh and then uh, determined to claim his his granddaughter after they had settled on Jakku uh Sidious orders one of his followers Achi to find bring her to Exegol uh, Ray's father and mother choose to leave her on Jakku, selling her to Ankar Plot in order to hide her from Sidious. Their plan succeeds, although Achi captured and killed them after they refused to reveal their daughter's location. Mm -hmm. So that's that's like the full story that we never really got in the movie, but that's that's like the canon story. Okay. Uh, I mean, that puts a little more context to it because we're left wondering, like, yeah, what's the jump between like Palpatine and Ray, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We know that like she has parents in the middle ground, but we don't really know how uh, Palpatine actually had offspring in the first place. Yeah. Uh, here's another thing from Ray's lightsaber is able to be separated into two lightsabers, I guess. Um, and then also like the finale of the film is uh, uh, she extracts... Oh, here... So, so she, something happens to her in which she, uh, kind of like gets super powerful or whatever. Um, and, uh, he, and it, he, she, he, extra, uh, something about extracting the living force from Ray as that's what he starts to do. Hmm. Uh, and then she rises energy flowing from her body into kylo's hand as a as the life drains from her she pulls uh she pulls her blindfold off and screams to this guy i guess somehow a blindfold on her i, I skipped a bunch of stuff uh <laughs> and uh yeah he's uh, kylo ren stands healed returns to normal puts the iron plates off his skin as they fall away uh he looks beyond ray to the empty well of mortis and uh yeah, this later. all sounds like stuff that would have to take place on mortis is what i was thinking yeah all of this stuff the final battle takes place on mortis in fact if you look up uh duel of fate's final battle concept art you'll see a battle of like uh, uh one of him and and her dueling it out and that's intended to be mortis um leia senses her son is about to end ray once and for all she reaches out to the force to stop him so it's a mother's love that redeems kylo ren turns it back into ben solo Instead of letting Ray die, he gives her the life force that he stole from her, but it comes at a cost. And she watches the light dim from his eyes, uh, but it is the light. And then Ray says goodbye, Ben. And then he's he's gone. Uh, so I guess he does get redeemed in the very end, but um, it's just differently. Yeah, because he becomes like the supreme leader proper, right? And then... Yeah, he just kind of embraces his role like a lot better. Um, and then, of course, there's a bunch of other stuff that like minor stuff that I'm not going to bother talking about. But um, one one cool thing was Hux realizes he's lost the Star Wars. Uh, he then finds his <laughs> collector's edition lightsaber and impales himself on it and it's oh that's what that image was yeah and it's got a purple blade so i guess they're insinuating that it's supposed to be it's mace, mace windows light, lightsaber yeah yeah hmm. so anyway that's a lot that's of a japanese stuff. thing to do yeah and then oh and then at the very end on mortis ray is dying apparently 
Uh, and until Luke, Yoda, and Obi-Wan appear to her, they tell her she has to train others, and a bunch of light swirls around her. They take shape of Jedi Masters who have become one with the Force before her, and then Rey lives after that. So I guess they do something to kind of prevent her from dying. So, uh, so it's the Force Ghost instead of Kylo. Yes, and it's revealed that her last name would have been Solana. Uh, Ray Solana, I believe. So, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of a lot of interesting stuff there. And uh, I don't know. I mean, like, do you... Like, what do you think about all that stuff? Like, do you think you would have rather seen that movie or... Uh, there's bits and pieces that I don't like. But overall, I think it might have been better. Just because it feels more cohesive than what, what we got. It does, yeah. Uh, it feels like a more natural trajectory from the other two movies. Way more what, natural, yeah. Yeah, what we have does feel like a rushed, kind of panicked, like, how do we end this? Yeah, yeah. It's, it feels like them trying to also play it safe at the same time. Yeah, and like cobble it together. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with that. I love the Mortis thing. I think that's super cool. And for all everyone who's seen the Mortis trilogy – Seeing the the final balance coming true is very prophetic to actually happen on Mortis. I think that's awesome. I would have loved that. Yep. Um. Over like like I said, most of the stuff I think is would have actually been better. Mm-hmm. I basically just don't like that they kill off Snoke weirdly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, or you That's mean so uh, strange? You mean, Dar- you mean Darth? Plagueis? Sorry, Plagueis. Yeah, yeah, Plagueis. They killed off Plagueis so strangely. Yeah, I see. I, I actually, I don't like that either. Um, and I think that's that's probably something that may have been tweaked a little bit because I would hope so. Because yeah, because it also is also something I think would have been elaborated on because Sidious claims to have killed uh, Torvalum, right? So I think it's something that that could have been uh changed a little bit at least in the script i think it's very like it's patchwork here you know the fact yeah. that they just kind of said oh torvalon it's insinuated that he's also darth Plagueis, kind of thing right but uh i actually really like kind of my version of this this whole snoke thing it's like it's like they should have just made snoke darth Plagueis. like it would have made yeah. so much more sense with and it's such an stuff. easy change it's so easy. Yeah, it's such an easy change that they could have made and more relevant, even if we and kept And honestly, entire... just that one change would have allowed Snoke to die in Last Jedi and then be back again in the next yes, movie. Exactly. Because it. And it's with one him, change. And with him, I would have actually bought the fact more likely that that okay, maybe he's maybe he's got clones that that uh uh, he's or, moving oh, his body into oh, yeah, or, yeah or, or or that or instead of clones because because of course we haven't seen Plagueis until this point we only just apparently he, we, he's dead right that's that's all we've yeah. heard from Sidious who's also a liar so you know it's very likely that he could have been killed but he's got this ability very similar to like the force healing ability that we've seen in the movie and mm. he can just do it to himself right? exactly so like maybe that's instead of like doing like a whole like I'm giving you my life force to heal your injury kind of thing. Maybe he's able to do exactly that. Manipulate the midichlorians to create life like you just. Yep. But 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 that's the one thing that Sidious gets wrong when he's telling Anakin the story is that is that he could save others from death, but but not himself. Well, it's apparently 
He can't. He could. Now he's back. I wouldn't care about that because it's like, okay, I'd I'd rather like go off of like that story, have Plagueis, the, you know, you know, it's like maybe Snoke is a mutilated version of him. Like mm-hmm. he still kind of looks like he could be immune if, if, yeah, he, like, it, was, if yeah, his I head agree. was stuck in like a long well, chipper. He was never canonized as a moon either. So it's like, he doesn't necessarily he have to be a moon. He wasn't. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that that's something you. that, and he could have been something else. He doesn't have to be immune, but, uh, but it, it would have been interesting to kind of explain the fact that he's got such a deformed look to him. Uh, yeah. And that's true. Uh, in this one, it's like they just made Snoke this creature that plague that that Palpatine like made in a tank made and kind of remotely control. Like he he's his own entity, but he kind of he, he made a servant basically to kind of do his bidding. And this servant somehow has the force. And I have no idea why they went that direction because if because they kind of caused their own loophole if, if palpatine can't even make a successful clone for himself true. to sustain his soul inside the body and and is able to make a clone with no powers at all and i he see cuts the- loose and lives perfectly fine and makes ray i don't see how he's able to like not also, do that, but make snoke with the ability to use the force like it doesn't make any sense i seem to recall there being a canon Maybe it's not canon anymore, but you, uh, I remember at uh, one point reading that clones cannot be force sensitive. Yeah. So that was something the original thing, at least, where like you could clone, if you cloned a Jedi, they would not be force sensitive. Yeah. That's something that, uh, that, that couldn't be replicated is like the midi chlorians. Even though it's a it's a microbiotic thing, and it's not a given that every offspring is going to have the force, right? But like I, I do like to think that there is some sort of naturalistic uh, formation that happens when when somebody does have midi chlorians in their in their in their in their bloodstream that that happens due to the wills of the force and not necessarily just like a hundred percent genetic thing, right? Because, mm-hmm. because obviously, like you know, and Anakin is the perfect example of that. Because he has no father, and he was made purely from the Force, and uh, and so it's like, well, if that's the case, then midi chlorians are like the simplistic thing that could just be made from the Force. There's plenty of Force uh, attuned children out there that don't have Force parents, right? So yeah. um, it's like, it, you know, it's totally believable that that uh that yeah that clones of a person aren't always going to have uh potential to have this force attribute to them right midi chlorians won't be replicated those things just occur naturally or more maybe more likely i guess if you have force parents i like to think luke and leia have the force because it's the will of the force that they do and and not necessarily because their dad is anakin skywalker right um yeah, because I, course, I, I can see what you're saying there. Like, because of yeah. course, without them, he would never be redeemed. Also true. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, anyways, I mean, it's getting pretty late. I guess we should wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, you and I could talk and rant about this for hours and hours, but yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Gonna call it ending somewhere. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I guess do you do you have any last things you want to bring up or? Um, I would love to have seen Trevorrow's original draft or like his story uh, come to life. 
I know obviously we can't have both, uh, but it has a lot of potential and a lot of interesting story threads that I think could have possibly been better than what we got. I would love to have seen it come to fruition, but mm-hmm. you know that's not what we got. This is this is the one we got as a film. So you know we can't just think wishful wishful thinking our whole lives. So right, yeah. Uh, what we got, I think, had some really cool stuff and. You know, maybe it wasn't ideal, and it, it did change a different, a good number of canonized things, especially Return of the Jedi. But you know, I guess it, it is what it is. We have to just kind of accept that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, I think I think you and I feel very like much the same about all this stuff, um, uh, and including like Episode Nine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would Would you place it as? your least favorite in this trilogy or no, I still dislike the last Jedi more because it just has too many things that annoy me. This at least had a lot of stuff that I thought was like, cool. I really enjoyed like mm-hmm. the, uh, being on the death star. I thought was super cool. Uh, the, I think the, the fights other than the throne room duel, I think the fights are better in this one. Yeah. And, uh, the story is at least cohesive. The one thing that just annoys me to no end about The Last Jedi is just the entire middle section of the movie is utterly pointless. Yeah, that's the one and, thing I think could have been changed 100%. And honestly, that to me is the linchpin that makes it the least interesting movie for me because it, it just feels like it's wasting my time for 40 minutes and it yeah. comes to nothing. Yeah, it's like a sub. it's a subplot that just doesn't matter at all. Like, at all like yeah. and it, it's so inopportune because the entire time that they're doing the subplot saving the horses their friends are all about to die yeah <laughs> it just doesn't feel right at all i don't i don't know anyone that would have if let's say hypothetically like this was the star wars galaxy and that was real people wouldn't do that no yeah, yeah, people wouldn't do, it. and and the the whole thing about like finding the master code breaker, it's like, it's like all right, um, yeah, <laughs> you, know, it's know. Like you gotta fly halfway across the galaxy for a guy that somebody told you to find. He happens to actually be there, uh, it, like, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just like, yeah, uh, that's my issue though. Is like, yeah, and yeah. they go with some other random guy who they weren't supposed to go to get in the first place. Like, yeah. I don't. There's too many. Too many plot holes in that whole situation, and I have a hard time buying it. So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, this I actually, movie at uh, least doesn't have that problem. So I like this movie better than the last one. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I can I can see that. When I when this movie first came out, I I just could not I could not wrap my head around. It. I was like, this. Yeah, is, I remember you were really bitter. <laughs> I was so bitter about it, but now that I've had time to like digest the whole thing. I, I can safely say it's not the least favorite of this trilogy of mine. This entire okay. trilogy is the bottom of the barrel for me, but but at least it's not at the bottom. Like it's not rock bottom. Um, yeah, I probably I probably have to like put either Last Jedi or or even Force Awakens at the bottom. I wonder if you might say Force Awakens. I know you yeah. you still dislike that movie quite. A lot. I, I I still dislike that movie a lot. Like. It's and and is there's a lot of good stuff that comes out of it thanks to Harrison Ford. Everything else does not work at all for me. Like it's just mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of like classic homage that's paid 
which is respectable, but it's almost like it's way too much. And it's also the single soul movie that not only wasted a third of the trilogy's time when it came to like connecting it to the original films, but it's the film responsible for setting up this entire trajectory from the get go. Right. It's, it, yeah. it's, it, it stands as a symbol to me as the direction that Disney decided to go away from George's vision over here. Like that's, that's, that's the force awakens to me that that movie is like the thing that exists because this stuff didn't happen. Um, and, uh, and, and, and of course, like George's outline would have been the preferable. I don't care if a ton of people would have hated it. it, it at least it's like George Lucas's star Wars, right? It certainly would have been more cohesive as a nine-part series. I, uh, as I a have no question about seven. that. As a proper episode seven. I, I, yeah. I had my skeptical thoughts as soon as they started marketing the whole thing as The Force Awakens. I feel like that shouldn't be a thing. Like like when we, when we first went and saw The Force Awakens, I should have been more worried before walking in. And I, I, I walked out feeling kind of empty. But I, I walked in not even knowing if episode seven was going to be in the opening crawl like nowhere in their entire marketing did they ever once mention it as episode seven they just kept marketing it as star wars the force awakens or the next star wars reboot they called it a reboot and then when i went and saw it i was like this is totally a reboot like it's like (laughs) the exact same movie like (laughs) yeah it was like this weird middle ground i mean it also came out time that every franchise was rebooting yeah other, yeah there's like yeah i mean we had the the new spider-man movies coming out and terminator uh, yeah terminator and you know so a lot of people were calling it you know i in, mean star in, trek had just been rebooted a few years before even yeah, though it was by, like this, by J. J. it was like a half yeah. half reboot yeah in an alternate timeline so yeah i like i can see why people are calling it a reboot what i didn't understand was like They've got a legacy of Star Wars films behind them, and this is what they're building on, right? Like this is the, like they're using they per, they paid four billion dollars for a franchise that they build the foundation on their to make these new films, and they don't even utilize that foundation to market them with. Like it's well, like this is it's Disney, seven. man. It, it could be that they didn't pay for the history; they paid for the label. I guess. I guess so. It just baffles me, though. It, it just baffles me, right? Like, I mean. I mean, like th- this is the this is the Star Wars movie that they should be proudly saying is the sequel to the the film that so many people, uh, you know, loved back in like 1980s, right? Like like those those those. I get what you're saying. Films. And us as fans, I think that's what we wanted it to be. But truth be told, I really don't think anyone except George Lucas would have created these films with that in mind. Yeah. Well, th- that's exactly it. I think it was a hundred percent just a Disney a Disney call that they don't market it with those classic Roman numeral numbers on purpose because you know that came that came after uh, the very very first Star Wars movie came out. Like they started doing the whole you know Episode Five was was uh, ep- known as Episode Five when when it launched, I believe, right? Like Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. I think that was the first one that came out with an episode label. Uh, at least yeah, and then they went film. back and put a, a a number in front of uh, it was New Hope. yeah it, yeah exactly it was it was uh, but they still never marketed them as episode four five six they like George no. I think very specifically did that on purpose just so people wouldn't be confused but It'd be when very you confusing. sat down 
when you sat down and watched the film, it's like, oh, what the heck? Am I missing something? It's like, yeah, you are. You got to wait 20 years. Like, Yeah, it's true. Uh, but yeah, but then the, the prequels, I think, set a new guideline for how these movies actually were marketed because on all the re-releases of the films, they had those you know, Roman numeral depicted titles on the special edition DVD covers, all that stuff, right? Um, so, you know, up until episode three, uh, that was the way it was going. And and I feel like Disney should have just built on that foundation and been like, hey, yeah, this is episode seven. Like, we're acknowledging the fact that there's six other movies. Yeah, um, because they just eradicated it all together and just got rid of them. There is yeah, no Roman, ab- Roman numerals. Obliterated, just obliterated it. The only yeah, I know they. I know JJ said they were paying homage to Empire Strikes Back when it first came out. Yeah, but I mean, it. it they just should, they should have went back to yeah. You can't help but be a little skeptical that they were just trying to, you know, push farther away from the prequels. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's, you know, and it, and it saddens me to know we never got, like, George's story. But, uh, like, I hope at some point they, they do maybe adapt that story into a comic book. I mean, they did adapt the original Star Wars draft into a comic book. So maybe it's just a little too soon. I just, But I think maybe there's hope that one day we'll get it. Um, in the meantime, I guess they've been killing it with Mandalorian. And uh, the animated shows have all been, you know, nothing to complain about. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, big that's Clone true. Wars fans. You know, we're big Clone Wars fans. I mean, we 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 trust Dave Filoni. So I'm I'm hoping that this trilogy teaches them a lesson uh, going forward with the next the next couple things that they do. Well, you, d- you definitely know it made some sort of impact because they're not pumping out movies every year anymore. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That so you're definitely rethinking it. Yeah. And with the Mandalorian coming out and being so successful, I think they will start to see. A little more of the direction that they need to go. Yeah. So you know, here's hoping that Dave, Fl- yeah, Floney gets uh, put into the new uh, like position that'll be over overreaching, and he'll be on top of the tower, looking out all the different storylines, and make sure everything's going to be cohesive and in George's George's view, what would have been created in Star Wars. Oh, exactly. It's like you know that song, like Jesus take the wheel. Just, just like you know, <laughs> make it. I make a version yeah. that's called Filoni take the wheel. Yeah, man. Honestly, that's what Star Wars needs these days. And yeah. I think, I think the contrast of the Mandalorian versus this trilogy that came out and the fans' reaction should be enough ev- evidence in itself that yeah. you know that's the guy. That guy knows what he's doing. They should trust him and not just let random people come in and just make stuff yeah yes keep it in the family like the star wars family that is not necessarily like the like you could bring in directors but make sure that the story is written by somebody who knows what they're doing and Mm -hmm. understands star wars yeah yeah absolutely exactly how they do it with with uh mandalorian right like they yeah they have directors but who writes it it's john favreau and dave filoni like yep that's exactly so, it. That's the way, honestly, Star Wars should be. That's how it was done in the original trilogy. That's how they should just keep going with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Story by, you know, Dave Filoni. Like even 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 the writers on Empire Strikes Back, they don't credit George Lucas because because he stood over the shoulders of the writer, told him mm. what to do. That's why it says story by George Lucas, and then everyone else is involved. But. But it's like, so he's not the director, he's not the writer, he's not the, you know, he's he's a producer, I guess, but he's 
the guy who makes the story and tells everybody else what to do because it's his thing. Yeah. So it's like, see, that's what that's what I want from Dave Filoni. I want him to be the guy that tells everybody else what to do. He doesn't necessarily need to be the director. He doesn't even need to be the writer, but he can be the guy that stands over the shoulders of the writer, tells that writer word for word what to put on the page. And even though they get the credit, at least the story is still by done by Dave, right? Um, yeah, it's true. Honestly, that's what they need. And I think they're finally getting the vision that that's that's a system that works through yeah. Mandalorian. So, yeah, for sure. you know, here's hoping that that's the, the way they go from here on out. So uh, let's hope. Well, so um, Star Wars is far from being destroyed as a franchise. So it is. There's Just, a lot. Uh, there's a lot more that can, you know, keep it going, I guess. Yeah. There's uh, still lots of stories to be told. Yeah, yeah. Now, it will rise from the ashes. Exactly, like the first order. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not like the first order. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> Better than that. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> well, thanks for coming back on the show. Our final commentary track. I guess we'll see you uh, tomorrow for, or I guess whenever the next episode drops for. Uh, uh, for Mandalorian uh, season two, episode two. Yeah, sounds good, man. I'll be there. Thanks again for having me on the program here. Go through all the films. Anytime, man. It's been a wild ride. It a lot, has a lot of highs, a lot of lows, a lot of last you know. Jedi's. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it, you know, it was fun. It was it a good was. time. It was a good time. Uh, we'll catch you on uh, the Mandalorian nights. There sounds good, my Bye. friend. Cool. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in to our final commentary track of, uh, of the series, I guess, uh, going through from beginning to end chronologically, which has been uh, interesting. So uh, thanks again for sticking with us if you have. And, uh, you know, again, once again, these are all our opinions, and it's not like uh, we're forcing you to dislike any of the movies that we don't like. But uh, um, hopefully it's, uh, it's a bit of a... A different perspective if you hadn't heard one before and uh, if you had then hopefully it wasn't uh, you know annoying uh, to listen to uh, just another group of people complaining about these films i know how it is but uh, you know it's just the way we feel we're all star wars fans and we all feel very strongly about uh, what we like and what we don't like so uh, that being said uh, most people i know tend to like the mandalorian so i mean we got mandalorian season two out already and uh, we've been doing weekly uh, Mondays, uh, well, Mando Mondays, I guess, to coincide with the, uh, the StarWars.com slash StarWars YouTube channel initiative. So you can look forward to many after shows, one for each, coming out on a weekly basis for Mandalorian Season 2. And uh, if you're on top of all the merchandise coming out, there's a, a great one-to-one scale Hasbro Black Series replica Mandalorian helmet that's out on the shelf uh, pretty soon here, as well as a, uh, uh, a the child from Sideshow Collectibles, life-size replica. I got mine in the mail, boys. All right, we'll catch you all next time. Five stars if you got a hand, and may the force be with you.